0: It's coming down from the gallows, and I don't have
1: very long. Me. Never more go only... Hello, welcome to episode 197 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, and we got a pretty full house today. We got uh, Dave Hart, we got Gavin Marshall, we got Rich Citrone, and we got Keanu Benson's number one fan, Mark Hansen, in the room. How are you doing, guys?
2: Pretty good. Glad good. everyone's here. Mm. Apart from one mystery person who we don't know who.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any updates from the uh, the front lines this week, Gav? Nothing.
2: Radio Silence, I think it's, he's maintaining operational security ahead of the new counter offensive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Ketsu! I, I think he's still in Italy, right, with his missus. Maybe that no, so. isn't he a I, download uh,
3: this week? I think he's, uh, uh, he's gone yeah. festively. He? Hasn't yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: wow! Such a world traveler. I've never known someone do so much stuff.
3: He does I stuff, think, doesn't he? Does yeah, stuff. he's a
1: stuff. He's one of life's stuff doers. I can't, I can't be dealing with it.
3: I'm not sure if Derbyshire is well traveled, but fair enough.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is, this, start it right is for me, to him,
3: Yeah, fair play. <laughs>
1: Well, it's good to see you all. Thank you for joining me again. I think we got a fun concept this week where we're going to go around and, and by the end of the show, have an idea of where this podcast views the Steelers in terms of the uh, the NFL league wide and a kind of a power ranking situation where, where we think the Steelers will, will rank uh, ahead of the 2023 season. We'll see how accurate we are by the end of the year. But uh, before we get to all that. Um, usual stuff, follow us on patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers Podcast. Shout out to our, our beautiful show producers this month, Rob Ferguson, Mark Hansen, who's that? Never heard of him, Glenn Jones, yeah. <laughs> Matt Audley, Joel Spencer, Steve Williams, Jason Bowdler, Ian Farouja, and Christian Robb. <laughs> 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 I'll never, I'll never get tired of that, man. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I feel like other people will get tired oh, of Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure they will. But... I'm still into it
2: at the moment.
1: Yeah, okay. That's, that's good. People are already tired of me uh, in fantasy leagues, apparently. Um, I needed to mention this. Uh, you know, first of all, thank you for the birthday messages from everyone. And, and, and you know, a lot of people sent them me, listeners and that. Uh, but, you know, there's a few people... The Freddies of the world, the Lees of the world, who took this opportunity to comment on me being a bad fantasy player. Don't appreciate that. How did that? How did I, that? What's the connection there? <laughs> I don't really know. I think Freddie just mentioned it and Lee joined on. Do you remember uh, I was accused of cheating one time in the, in, in the fantasy league a couple of years ago? Don't think he's ever got over it. What did you do? Ah, oh, it was... The, the league's rules weren't so properly. I was just taking advantage of it. It was a Bill Belichick situation. Oh, okay.
2: But... Yeah. uh, uh when Stanley shiest
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I like that. That's, yeah, that's good. Okay. It's my brand game. We're trying to win. Yes. Exactly, right?
2: Yes. Listen,
1: I, I, am, am I that bad of a fantasy? Am I, am I that bad to be in a fantasy league with? I don't know.
2: I think as long as everyone's trying to win fantasy, everything's good. It's when people are trying to lose. That's
4: mm. See, me and you are on the same wavelength with this, Kev. I feel right. like taking advantage of slack rules is sort of on the border of cheating. Mm. Interesting, Dave. Interesting. interesting.
1: Uh, fair enough. I think that's what their opinion is as well. That's not the opinion I've taken. I'm not, I'm not calling you
4: out me. in all fairness. Even, but, you know. all right. it, it is what re- it is. <laughs> <I> sh-
1: <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't air my dirty laundry here at the start of the show. Um, I wanted to oh, remind... Yeah. This time with Stanley, like, the <laughs> attack platform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the UK podcast. we we'll probably
2: talk about football, not your fantasy league.
1: <laughs> my vanity project. Yeah. Um, Continue voting on the uh, the Steelers all-time team over on the Facebook group. I think they're voting for kickers right now, so get your Sean Swisham votes in. Um,
2: Fat Randy by Bandy.
1: Absolutely. I don't think Fat Randy's even an option, but uh, <laughs> feel free to add him. Absolutely
4: yeah. snubbed in that voting, I think. That, what was it, three <laughs> games he uh, kicked for us? I think he, uh, he deserves at least an honourable mention.
1: <laughs> so. God bless. Him and Josh Scobie. Um and then, as for news, I mean, normally we do news, really, it's a, it's a dry season, right? I mean, there's little moves being made at the very bottom of the roster. We, uh, we cut the wide receiver we signed last week, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we probably shouldn't spend too long talking about these guys because they'll be gone next week. As that's well.
1: what I mean, right? So it's, uh, very slow in the old news department, which is why we've got these kind of meteor, uh, topics to go into and, 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 you know, see if we can glean something out of them, so. Is there any anything that anyone wishes to raise before we just jump right into it? There's a couple of interesting things coming out of OTAs. I don't know if mm. you've seen any of that stuff.
2: Uh, firstly, that Tomlin's referring to uh, Porter and Corey Trice as the avatars. Have you seen this? The avatars? They're both so big. They're like ah. like the avatars around there. So that's that's cool. The fact they've got a nickname. I don't know if that's going to stick. But um shows you what you think. You know, the long, tall, long leg, you know, bull hawking. So that's kind of cool. Um, maybe that's something they can work on to build an even better name for the whole defense at some point. Uh, Minka and Pat have been told to tone things down in the the uh, defensive backs room because they're talking at too high a level for like the rookies. <laughs> like they've they've immediately gone to like super cerebral. How exciting is that? They're just like doing like high level twenty thousand feet football IQ stuff, like the meeting of minds. This could be a, like a really fantastic secondary against. Just really excited about that, and then the third thing I saw was just uh, something for producer Mark here, uh, Larry O, praising Keanu Benton and how he's, absolutely. How he's doing
3: absolutely yeah. yeah, and a little bit of clip clip from the uh, OTAs as well of Benton doing something which Mike Tomlin was like, "I like it as well." So uh, he's he's looking to impress already. I think he's I think he's doing a good job so far.
2: What happened, is happened for you to get a Keanu Benton tattoo?
3: Oh, Hall of Fame, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, I haven't got any tattoos, so to get a Keanu Benton tattoo is going to take something otherworldly. About force
2: fumble six in the Super Bowl
3: <laughs> to win the that Super Bowl, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. But All right, you, got, heard the,
1: you heard it here first. <laughs>
3: I've got the I've got the jersey. I think that's enough for now. But uh, <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: We'll get the we'll get that
2: Gav. It's a Super Bowl, and then all we need to happen is for Benton to make a massive play, and then
1: you, you have win to win us the that. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do that. <laughs> well, this has reminded me that we actually do have some some bones to pick, I guess, is, or things to just just mention. I mean, firstly, Mark, um, I can't even remember what it was now, but but there were some things you wish to defend
3: out of your twenty-five list. Um, oh, I am my twenty-five. Oh, you, you. The only thing you seem to take exception to was my placing of Mason Cole in that Mm. Um, because I had him seventh most important um, in the 25 and it's just because center really scares me on this team and I'm very very scared about what's uh, what's going to happen in that position this season so I feel like Mason Cole needs to be a massive cog in this I mean I've got I think I've got the whole starting offensive line in in this 25 I think it's going to be a massive season for them but um, yeah I, I just feel like with Mason Cole it's I think there's a lot of uh, lot of pressure on him. He,
5: act- he, act- he actually didn't make my 25.
3: Ooh. Oh, wow. Rich,
5: you haven't made your 25 for me yet. Did you? Um, I don't think I have. No, I haven't given it to you. No. No, and, it, and it's it's just that I think if he goes down, and I don't want him to ever get hurt. I don't want anybody to get hurt, so I'm not saying that. But I just think if, if he goes down, we will be a better offensive line because I think what I would do is I would move Daniels to center I'd put dots in at right guard, and I'd put Ciamalo at Keep him at left guard, of course. And I think we were a stronger offensive line like that. So, I mean, if we had went thirty, I would I would have had him in there, but twenty five, I didn't didn't have him.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe you were telling me, Rich, that you wouldn't have had Pickett at one.
5: No, and Mark looks like he 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 agrees with that. As, am I right, Mark? You had you had TJ at number I one did, as well. I
3: did indeed. Yeah, TJ one and Kenny two. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, any yeah. Sorry, Harry on. Yeah. Yep.
5: I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Mark.
3: Oh no, I was going to say yeah. I think um, you, you touched on it last week when you were talking about TJ. Once TJ goes out, this this defense really, really it doesn't fall apart as such, but it's it's really lacking without TJ. That's just how much of a massive influence he is on this team, and in particular that defense. Um, you know, the the evidence was there to see after he, after he went down partway in week one. So he, he's such a vital cog. He has to be the most important player on this team. Um, and P- Pickett's a close second, but for me but yeah Tj for me definitely number one, most important
5: yeah when i I listened to the show and i and I heard everybody you know it was oh it's a no brainer yeah we're all in agreement that and I, and I thought I need to get an argument together for this because you know I, I if you look at the position if're if you're saying what's the most important positions on a football team quarterback absolutely. Cause you're not, you're not injecting the athletes into the equation. You're just, that is the most important position. If you have a great quarterback, you're very, very tough to beat. You know, so that to, to me, all things being equal, that's, that's the most important position. You know, but once like, like I said, once you inject the athletes into that, now you're it's a different, little different story. Like you would never say Bob Avellini was more important than Walter Payton or Joe Ferguson was more important than OJ Simpson or Mill Plum was more important to the Browns than Jim Brown. I mean, there are exceptions occasionally, you know. So I think now if we have Patrick Mahomes or we have Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or somebody like that. Now we don't need to play lights out defense to win football games. We're going to put up a lot of points, but this team, as it is now, and and I can't really, I'm hoping that, that Kenny makes that turns, that makes that turn in a sophomore season, which is so important. And he becomes a great quarterback. I'm really hoping, but he hasn't, hasn't done it yet, you know? So as it is now, we we need to be lights out defense to win, you know? And I think on defense, you know, In a three-four, your most important position are your edge rushers. I think they they think they edge out corners a little bit. I think that's that's really what you need strong in a three-four defense. And you know, like Mark alluded to, if you look at our if you look at our last year season without without T.J. Watt, we're one and six, Mm -hmm. right? With T.J. Watt, we're eight and two. Now, to be fair, with Kenny without Kenny Pickett, we were two and four, and with Pickett, we were seven and four. But with all the, but out of all those seven wins, TJ Watt was only out for one of them. So most of those wins came with TJ Watt in the lineup. And what it really comes down to guys is we're not an offensive powerhouse right now. We haven't showed it yet. I hope we are this season, but we haven't showed it yet. We, we scored 16 and a half points a game last year. Without TJ Watt, we gave up 25. With TJ Watt, we gave up 15. So we need him in the lineup to win.
1: I, you know, funnily enough, Rich, I think I actually completely agree with you. Um, I, I think what it is, this comes back to the way that we kind of approach these nebulous concepts of, of episode ideas differently. Um, because if, if you're purely looking at sort of who do I think is most important to the Steelers winning any particular game, I actually think TJ probably would be number one uh, compared to the next man up, right? You know, compared to Mitch Trubisky coming in for Kenny Pickett. I, I think when I'm talking about um, who is most important, I'm not... Obviously, winning games is the most important factor. But part of me to, to having a successful season is that Kenny Pickett develops and becomes a, a, a you know a better quarterback for the future seasons and, and the next decade ahead. And so, when I'm talking about what's important, I'm not purely talking about just the wins and losses. It's the most important thing that goes. Does that make sense? What i, what I well, that's
5: mean? that kind of goes along in line with all our list. We all yeah. seem to look at it a little bit differently. Now, the way I look at it, I would agree with you if you're saying what's what's more important for the Steelers' long-term success. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I would say, absolutely. You're 100% in it. I'm in 100% in agreement with you. So we all tend to look at it, you know, these lists a little bit differently. And I just looked at it like right now, this is the most important player.
1: Yeah. I I think you're right. I mean, that is what I go for. It is like the most important to this season. But I think because if Kenny Pickett came out and was a complete failure, right? I mean, I kind of feel like it would be irrelevant how many games we won, the season would become a failure. And so that was why, to me, his performance became the most important thing, regardless of whether that meant, you know, we were seven and nine or we were we were <coughs> ten and six or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I get the point and, I, and I, I hear it. And I think you're probably right if you, if we're talking about a pure game-to-game win-loss record, um. Do you, do, you, do you agree with that, Gavin Day? Would you, would you have TJ Watt number one if we were talking about game-to-game, game, or did you uh, take that into account? It, it, it's like splitting hairs,
2: isn't it? They're so, yeah. they're so tight. Um, oh. I do kind of agree, though, that if if Pickett doesn't have a great season, we're back in QB purgatory, I think. Yeah, especially
5: because he's 25 years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So <clears throat> I'm not even sure if it's long-term. I just think this season is really important that Kenny that he develops, yeah really yeah. important so that's I think that's what, what, what where I was coming from but I, I definitely see your point Rich 100%
0: alright cool uh, oh, uh, do
2: you know... sorry sorry go on I could do the top 10 before we move on for the important Steelers the updated top 10 oh sure yeah Mark's uh, list included haven't got Rich's yet so that can be next week but at the moment the top 10 is uh, still picket 1 TJ 2 Cam 3 Highsmith 4 Minka, five. He leapt up because the mark had him so high. Harris, six. Then a tie at seventh. DJ and Pat P. Holcomb, nine. And Pickens, 10. Mm. Uh, we'll see what Rich lists, uh, how Rich and
1: his list change it. But that's where we are now. Uh, Joey, Joey Porter, was he in your top 25, Rich?
5: Top 25, yes. And, and, and rookies weren't high, though. I didn't put, because rookies are, you know, you're, you're making a lot of assumptions with rookies. Sure. But, you know, um, I think he is important. And so he was in the. Uh, I have Joey at 20. It's good yeah. enough for me. I don't think I've sent
4: my list over either. So I think that'll change no. things a little bit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we yeah, were on um, Bones to Pick. Sorry to be an officious mm. nerd oh. about it. But um, I'm pretty sure the indigenous people on Pandora were not Avatar. They were the Navi. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
2: But when the humans wear an Avatar, they look like the tall blue guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, do you
1: know what this tells? Do you know what this tells me? Right, the fact that no one really knows or understands this, it goes to show how poor the lore is in, in Avatar. It is, it is pretty... Stop watching these movies; they're terrible. Yeah. Stop making them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not get into my Avatar takes. Oh, no, no, Making a movie creates jobs for hundreds of people. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, all right. Fine. Let's. All All right. All right. You missed a good guy sitting on your ivory tower. <laughs> all right. So I've got personal interest in it. Jeez. More people working on Avatar. There's more other jobs available for schmoes like me. If they don't make Avatar, they can make something else, right? Tell James Cameron to go make something more interesting.
0: Okay.
1: Um... Oh, Mark, I think what I actually was referring to though before we even started any of this was the um the ranking of the position groups. Yes. What, what was it that uh that I had uh, I, you know, I, there was something there, I remember.
3: You had a bone <laughs> to pick with me about the positional ranking that I had third. Um in terms of, yeah, the the best uh, position rankings that we did you did a couple of weeks ago. Because I had quarterback at third. That was that was Defend that take. Cool. <laughs> okay, I'll defend that take. Um, you remember not too long ago when we... Saw, there was quite a few people who thought that our quarterback room was going to be Kenny Pickett and a completely different quarterback room. The fact that we have managed to keep in not only what I think is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league, in Mitchell Drabisky, Drubis- but also managing to keep Mason, who while I am not a big... Mason Rudolph fan being able to keep somebody who has the experience of being around the Steelers for quite a while and a guy who we all thought was out the door and isn't out the door. I think that's, there's something to be said for that, that we've still got a very strong bond in this quarterback room along with having one of the, one of the, uh, one of the best uh, backup quarterbacks in the league. And this very promising young man who could have an absolutely stellar season. When I looked at the rank when I had, had, had a look at all the positions around round the team, there wasn't a lot that I could really fault the quarterbacks on. Yes, they are they do have flaws and you know, as I say, I'm not the biggest Mason Rudolph fan. I don't think he's an amazing player. And yes, Mitchell Drabisky, he's the best backup, but yes he is a backup. But I still like that room and I still think for what it could have been for what you know it could have been kenny and a couple of other we could have drafted someone in the sixth seventh round i don't know who who was there at that time or you know and just yeah and, and got and got some useless backup in like i don't know yes! <laughs> yeah yeah who, uh, whoever <laughs> uh, whoever's kicking around in, in old backup land there you know some some nobody who's never going to See the field unless Pickett goes down, and it's just going to be a terrible season for us. So I, I genuinely think that this quarterback room is pretty decent, and I'm I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to seeing it grow again this season. That that's my defence for that. Mm. Do, do we buy it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a no. decent
2: argument, <laughs> I, but unfortunately, my
1: laptop's failing, and
2: I can't bring up the list of Mark's other
1: twenty-five to. Who, who was, well, the, the, the group, who, who did you have, if you got it in front of you, don't worry if you're not, who did you have above the QBs, Matt? Uh,
3: so I had tight ends first, like Gav did, um, and I yeah. had wide receivers, which I also think Gav had second.
1: Right. So TJ what and Alex Hydesmith are worse than Kenny
3: Pickett and Mitch Trubisky relative to the position? I had, I had uh, Edge at sixth, but <laughs> that, was, that was pre-Golden. I will say so. I think that really gets.
1: You seem very. You seem hyper focused on like the third guy of the depth chart for all these positions. I
3: am quite focused on depth, to be honest, <laughs> in this whole thing. Um, because yeah, no, I, yeah, depth was definitely something that I really looked into it when I looked at these at these positional groups. But um, at least I had inside linebacker dead last. I'm not. I'm not that stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. That, that was one consensus we actually all did have. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. All right, I'll leave it there. You defended your take, and I'll respect that, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> All right, any Any other grievances to add before we move on to our, our main segment? Grievance free here. All right. Okay, we'll roll on. Um, so, what we're going to do the idea here is something that I cooked up, um, which is relatively simple, I think, but I think it would be a good uh, gauge of where we think the Steelers sit within the NFL, which is to basically go through every team in the league. Uh, one by one, going around the divisions, and just have a very quick conversation. Doesn't have to be too long. Some of them are going to be, you know, pretty apparent. Just whether we think that the team, you know, on paper, uh, you know, and and we can maybe debate a little bit about what that means before we start, because I'm sure uh, Rich will have questions about the rules. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> just to debate whether we think this team is is better than or worse than the Steelers on a ranking of one to thirty-two. Now, it doesn't mean we have to rank all the teams from 1 to 32, but purely to say whether we think the Steelers are better or worse, and by the end that should give us a certain number of teams that are above the Steelers, and a certain number of teams that are below the Steelers, thus giving us a number of where the Steelers are on the 32. Now, does that make sense? Does it raise any queries about the philosophy behind the game? What do we think? Crystal clear. Makes
4: sense.
1: Right, okay. I'll hold you to that when we get the two teams in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, okay. So, I, what I propose we do then is is I'll go through one by one through the divisions. Uh, I, I've got the rosters up just so we can have a little chat about them. But it's up to you guys what you know what you want to talk about, and and we'll have a vote after each one. And we'll need a like a majority, not consensus, majority vote, I guess, about whether they're above or below. Now we can all have our own personal list, of course, if you want, but just in terms of a podcast list. Uh, luckily, we have five people, so we won't get any draws. Um, so, with that said, I'm going to start just because it's at the top of this list with the AFC East. And start with the Buffalo Bills. Um, to, now, this is an interesting one because, because, and I think this raises a, a good question straight off the bat, which is teams that have the "quote unquote" franchise quarterback. Um, obviously, Josh Allen here with the Bills, and we'll get to many more. Um, it sometimes is going to be, I think, tempting to immediately say, "Well, that team's better than us because you know Josh Allen's on it." Do we want to de- delve any deeper into this? For me, I'd be pretty comfortable just saying the Bills are probably a better team than the Steelers right now. But does anyone want to debate me on that?
2: No, they probably are. I mean, solid team. Play- Seems you know playoffs every year at the moment. It would be hard, hard to make a case that they're, you know, they they, they play a hundred games and they win less than ten games, or maybe fifteen. You know, you're going to get a freak result like we had opening day a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. But on the whole, probably a better team, more in their window than the Steelers are. So, fair enough
1: to say, I think the Bills are better. Yeah. I would agree. Does, does anyone want to make the argument the other way around, or is this a, no, is this a I, simple? I
4: not disagree with you at all.
3: No. No. no, pretty simple for me. Yeah, definitely, Steelers worse than worse than Bills.
1: Yeah, you on Bordich? Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, that's an easy one.
3: We start with an easy one. Bills,
1: one over the Steelers. The, should, should we get the scythe when we below them? I don't know. There, there you go. go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the big question is how are
2: they going to fit Osiris Torrance in. You know their rookie guard. The the line seems to be it's not a great line, but it's it's sort of fairly settled. So you
1: know that's a good problem to have for them. I love them picking up Dalton Kincaid, man. That's such. I'm so excited to see how much how much of the ball he sees this year. I feel
3: like they've got a lot of good problems over in Buffalo. I feel yeah, like that's very stacked yeah. over there. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> but a lot of pressure on them at the same time. How will you know? they
3: blow it this time? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, them and the Bengals in a very similar situation, I think. With the uh, Franchise QBs, time to get over the hump. Keeping Von Von Miller was big for them as well. I think, mm. yeah. Okay, now th- this one I think is going to be more interesting. Kind of an off-season, darling. It feels like uh, the Miami Dolphins. Now, personally, I don't think I'm quite as high on the Dolphins as the con- the, the cognoscenti seems to be. Um, part of that maybe is that I'm not the biggest Tua fan in the world. Although I don't know that everyone is. I mean, I don't doubt that the uh, the weapons that they have are, are impressive. You know they're they're a team built around speed right now, but um, I don't know. I'd open this up to thoughts. What's your what's your initial thinking on on, on this?
2: This is a tough one.
1: This is, feels like a team at a similar sort of
2: level. What do you think? Because I agree, Tua has got question marks in the same way. Uh, Pickett has. They've got all that. They've got that speed on offense. They've got pretty decent defense. I mean, mm. Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb. Don't forget. Yep. Yeah. You know, the, the Jalen Phillips coming through on edge, they have got pretty good. I mean, the linebackers aren't amazing, but
1: rest another us.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the rest of the team's pretty good. So it, it's it's a tough one. I actually I think this I've had I thought the Steelers edging them, but maybe that's maybe I'm going to be overruled here. Uh,
3: see, they got, got Jalen the... Ramsey
5: too this year. Yeah.
3: I right. I've, I've got the Dolphins edging us. Um I just think there's if you look at that offense as well, the, the offensive weaponry is uh, is quite scary over there. Um, mainly in wide receiver. But um I quite like Tua. I you know, when he's when he's, you know, not getting bashed about everywhere, um you know, he, he is he is a pretty, pretty damn good quarterback. So um yeah, I I think it's slim. I've literally for ones that I think are close, I've literally put slim next to him and I think Dolphins by a slim margin are a little bit better than the Steelers are right now. And I'm not just saying that because they picked up Cam Smith in the draft either. But, uh, <coughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm going for the Dolphins slightly better than the Steelers.
5: I would agree with Mark. I think they're slightly better.
1: I I, I look back to – we played the Dolphins last year, right? I think we lost that game if I, if, I, if I remember rightly. But I remember thinking in that game that we were the better team. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> um, and I kind of wonder if Mike McDaniels is one of these guys that we're going to look at in three years, a little bit like people looked at Chip Kelly three years into his tenure. You know, one year in, everyone was like, wow, what a genius. And then, you know, I don't know. Is this dude really an NFL head coach?
4: Uh, I don't know. The jury's out for me. Dave, what do you think? Um, I agree with you guys. It, it's it's a tight one. They're, it, pretty similar sort of level. I'm not sold on tour, but. You look at that wide receiver room, and the depth they've got, and the weapons they've got. It's it gets a bit scary. But um, Uh I don't know. Where, where are we at in terms of the voting?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm it's gonna it's two, probably, two, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Gavin. Say I'm gonna go steal and you've over the Dolphins. I think you got the deciding vote, Dave. <sighs> yeah. But um, let me tell you, the the
2: the line isn't that great. They got Teron Armstead, obviously. That's you know. Borderline, all time. Tight pro- end room isn't exactly starting. The the line... Line... No, but I think I think the Steelers' line's probably a bit better, actually, at this point, with Sue T-
1: Marlowe and uh, James Daniels in the centre there. It's better interior, that's for sure. Uh, so someone in this division has to crash, crash and burn. We, we can't have the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Bills all, you know. Winning teams—it's mm. just not going to happen, right?
3: Oh, they're all crash and burn teams. I, they all have the potential. <laughs> sure, sure.
4: I'm going to go Homer on this. I'm going to go on this. They go with the Steelers being just a slight bit better. <laughs> I love it, Dave.
1: Gavin, you sticking with your initial? You were a bit, yeah, you were think, a bit edgy. Yeah. So we 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 majority that. Wow. One. Now, what's funny about this is I think that this is already <laughs> the one that I think we might get clowned <laughs> about. Because <laughs> because I don't know the, the, the scuttlebutt around the league right now seems to think that the Dolphins are primed to like make a Super Bowl run, but I don't well, see anyone disagrees
4: can come on the show and debate us about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, New England Patriots, um, a traditional thorn in our side, of course. Uh, still rolling out Matt Jones. Um, do you know what, what I'm going to do, actually? you know, Stop me if you're not comfortable with this, but just so that I'm not um, boring everyone. Do you want me to just like go around the hall with this so people can sort of have a first take on it? So, yeah, yeah would that make more sense? So, uh, go on, Gav, I'll start with you, then I'll go around. Um, what's your thoughts on the Patriots?
2: Oh, I was hoping you... I was, thought I had two minutes to do something. Oh, else. crap. <laughs> um, I mean, Matt Jones, I said it last week, he's, like, average. The receiver core... I mean, Juju is the best guy. The rest, kind of average. Tight ends, Kaziki's a nice addition, but O line solid. So I mean, it's, it's kind of like a solid offense, but not exciting. Stevenson's the high point. He's he's going to have a good season, I think. And you you know that you know that you look at the list, of the names on the defense. Some names you know, some names you don't, but you know that Belichick's going to get a good defense out of them. So they're going to be competitive. Bill like O'Brien coming in. That's that's gonna shake things up. You know they were they were a bit of a like cluster, weren't they, last year with mm. two defensive coordinators running the offence. But um yeah, did you hear all the reports of, of what Mac Jones was saying after OTAs, that things seemed normal? <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> I like that. Uh um the- but on the whole I think the Steelers are a more dangerous team than the Patriots.
1: Yes, I so agree. I've, I've got the
2: Steelers here.
1: I, I must admit I find the Mac Jones Bill Belichick relationship to be the like one of the most fascinating things in the NFL. I just do do not understand what's going on there because because at the head of it the power struggle would seem to make no sense, right? But don't you just get the sense that Robert Kraft's like a little bit done with Bill Belichick shit, <laughs> and like he's kind of ready to like I don't know, I
2: don't know. But He's like, I, that, that's that's what happens when you start losing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I sure, what, is, not yeah. tying everyone else up. You know, when when things are going well, everything's much easier. So I'm sure they're they're trying to pull
1: that to bed. I, I, I do think there's a decent floor on this team, but I agree that it's not an exciting one. I don't see it making, especially in the division that they're in. I don't see them making particular hay. Uh, you know, playoff bound. If I, you can never rule the Patriots out of the playoffs for obvious reasons, but you know, th- this is a tough a tough conference and a tough division to do it in. I agree. I actually think it's probably a little bit closer than some people think, but I'm, I will vote Steelers on this.
3: I didn't think it was that close, to be honest. Um, you know, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's a really good back. I like the addition of James Robinson in the net there as well. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to run it well. I think they have a few nice pieces on defense, but otherwise, I think this is a really bang average Patriots team, and I I would take the Steelers team over this team any day of the week. Personally,
5: once again, I agree with Mark. I think um, if we can keep uh, Stevenson relatively in check, I think we would beat these guys easily.
3: That wide receiver core is awful. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. I mean, great for Juju that he's the best one on it, but like <laughs> Devontae Park and Kendrick Bourne, Tycon Thornton, obviously they've just brought in Boutte as well um, in there, but you know, that no, that's. Ugh, I would I would not like to be a Patriots fan right now.
1: It was hilarious, man. As um, the later rounds start, like day three, of the draft started. I was like paying attention to Patriots Twitter every time they made a pick because they had tons of day three picks, and they were just gradually losing their minds as they took like a kicker and a punter, and then just repeatedly took like random defensive players. Well, that's the thing they, t- they, to- <laughs>
3: they took my red star kicker and punter. So I actually think in there, in that perspective, they're doing all right. But um, yeah, no, abs- absolute. Uh, well, dumpster fire might be a bit strong, but um, it's not looking great.
1: Well, I will say this as well. The, the way I'm doing it, and again, this is this is a case of us approaching things differently. I, on paper, I completely agree. I think the Steelers team is far better. But I'm kind of approaching this with other factors involved, right? Bill Belichick is a factor of this for me. You know, just maybe part of it is just like the fear I fear around the idea of the Patriots. <laughs> but, is it time um, to
3: stop fearing Belichick? Yeah.
1: Probably um, it is. Well, I don't think it's time to stop fearing Belichick. Um, I think that would be foolish, mm. but I certainly don't think this team is. It obviously we're anywhere near where it, where it was, um, so I don't think the team is to be feared. No, um, but anyway, is this a consensus yeah, Dave? Do you I agree. agree?
4: It's it's a distinctly average, almost as Gav says, beans on toast kind of team. It's um, yeah, right. Juju and on the Patriots. It's like that's chalk and cheese, man. I I, I can see the The iron fist of Belichick really clash clashing with Juju's sort of happy-go-lucky kind of guy attitude. And I don't think he's going to necessarily thrive there because of it. Um, no, no, knock on Juju because I, I I want the guy to succeed, but I don't think he's going to do it there. I, I don't
1: know, man. I I don't agree. I think that Juju's the kind of I think Juju gets mis miscategorized because of like the you know the TikTok stuff. But I actually think that he get, kind of gets on with this kind of. Like, like I don't know, because I, I think what it is is with Juju, he's like kind of like a nice, respect respectful guy, right? Other than the, the TikTok stuff, I, I think people confuse like modernity and like his like yeah, Gen X
4: vibes for like a lack of respect. But I don't think for he he's a is. guy who never smiled as a baby. Who a guy, a, a guy who can't like <laughs> chuckle at a fart. Like, it, like yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a big clash of personalities. I feel like.
1: Over under Juju TikTok videos featuring oh, Bill Belichick yeah. this yeah, year.
4: Absolute zero.
3: Can we go into minus
4: figures? Zero.
3: <laughs> he did one in the White House. Absolutely did you see that? that? He, oh, no. Uh, yeah, he did, when he was with the Chiefs for that um, ceremony there. Yeah, they did a big TikTok video in the White House. So, obviously. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah. All right. This is an interesting one, I think. New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go, well, Rich, do you, if, do you mind if I go to you for this one? We'll go around the, around the hall. Oh, I don't mind. With initial thoughts, yeah,
5: yeah. This is this is a tough one. Um, the 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 Jets have built quite an offense over the, the last few years, and then then the you know the icing on the cake is picking up Aaron Rodgers, who I think is still an effective quarterback. Um, this one's really really tough. Um, got a decent defense as well. I think, um, I think I'm still going to edge this, give the edge to the Steelers. I think, I I think they have more talent on defense and we win with defense. And, you know, Rogers is still really effective, but I don't know if he's quite has the mobility that he used to have. And, you know, we have those two edge guys that are amazing and I'm going to give the edge to the Steelers.
1: I think the the defenses are close enough for me that then I look at the uh, the offenses the to say uh, I'm kind of of the opinion that the Aaron Rodgers thing is going to crash and burn. It's just but that's more of a vibe feeling. If I'm looking at this on paper, I think the Packers offense is oh, to me is obviously better. I mean, with, when you look at Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson is is for me already. I would rather have him over. Are you going to disagree with me? Probably, but I would rather have him over any of our receivers right now. Maybe, uh, there's a George Pickens argument there, but that's more of a future thing I'm talking about for this season.
5: No, I agree. I think Wilson's better than any of our receivers.
1: Uh, I think the line is good, especially if Macai Becton can come back and be. You know, they, they figure out left that's tackle key. and Dwayne Brown's yeah. getting on in age, yeah. Year. Um, but but even so, I think it, I know that is a bit of an issue. But but it, but they have enough candidates there that you would hope they could cobble together someone at left tackle, and that line would then be probably better than ours. And I think the defense is close, so I'm kind of split with this because I have this just feeling that the whole uh, experiment with Rogers is going to crash and burn. But I do think the roster might be a little bit better. Um, so I think I'm going to say better. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote Jets over Steelers.
3: It's insanely close. I think wherever I have the Steelers ranked, I would put the Jets next because I, I am saying that I'm edging the Steelers over the Jets here. Just, mm. just purely on, I, I think there's a couple of rooms that I think we're we're, we're better than, and I think all the others are, are quite close. Um, I do, you know, if Brees Hall gets back to full form, that could be really scary. Um, especially, you know, you got Rogers, Hall, and Wilson as your kind of big three offensive guys there. That 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 could have the potential to be very, very scary. But I mean, I don't love that tight end room. Defense is all right. I mean, you got Sauce there, obviously, as a as a big factor. Um, quite <laughs> quite like the defensive line, but I I think I would just edge the Steelers over the Jets. But I'm literally saying like wherever I have the Steelers, the next team in that positional in that Ranking is going to be the Jets. That's how close mm. it is.
1: That's interesting. so presumably, Mark and Rich, you you would have the the Dolphins above the Jets, then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
2: So that's three uh, three better than the Steelers, is that right? No, no, no. three t- Steelers are better.
1: No, no, I voted. I voted Jets. The other two voted Steelers.
4: Okay. Right, Dave. Like pre Aaron Rodgers edition. I'd have said the Steelers are better, but now Aaron Rodgers is mm. on that team. Like you say, it's it's an experiment. It could go really, really well, or it could just crash and burn. But there's always something in Aaron Rodgers. He's got that um, what-if kind of factor around him, and it tends to pull things out of the bag the last, the last minute. I know this isn't a sort of game situation, but I, I just feel like it's a slightly better team than the Steelers now. Rodgers is on it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's mainly looking at the offense, really. You look at that wide receiver room and Rodgers and, and Brees Hall and, and a guy who's, man, if he goes off, he could go off big time. Um, so, yeah, just, just better marginally than the Steelers, I'd say, right now.
1: All right, exciting, deciding vote, Gav. Yeah,
2: this this is a tough one. Um, hmm. The defense is pretty good. I like the defense. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it feels like they're more in their window. It's like they made the right choice, haven't they? They they brought in Rodgers when the rest of the roster is ready to go. It's not that yeah. they brought Rogers in five years ago; that would have been a disaster. Having said that, I don't I don't love the wide receivers. I've got to say, they, I like Brees Hall. I like Michael Carter. I think that, that's a good one-two punch. Um, but, you know, I'm famously down on Wilson. All right, people oh. are projecting him to be Rookie of the Year. Still? I, I, yeah, I'm still holding on to that tape. But he's not as good as people think he is. I'm willing to be proved wrong. Obviously, he's better than I thought. I basically thought he was never going to get open. But all right, let's see what Rogers. This is the real test. Now he's got a proper QB there. We'll see how good he really is. Alan Lazard, I mean, snooze. And McCall Hardman, (laughs) not really done that much. And and Conklin as a tight end. Ah, I mean, it's all right. But I I do think they are better, probably. Just with the addition of Rodgers, the the strength they've got on the line there is pretty good. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, just about. It, It feels like maybe next year or the year after, the Steelers will be better than them. But at the moment, this season, right now, I think, Jets probably edges
1: it slightly alright coming from behind the Jets take three votes to two over the Steelers there we go alright that takes us out of the AFC East and we'll move on to well we'll go to the AFC North there's only three teams left of this one but this will be fun uh, we'll start uh, Dave you want to kick us off with the ball I more can, round I yeah I can
4: um, I mean it's a, it's a big deal than keeping that uh, annoying running back that throws the ball as well um Around, um, I mean, they've got what picked up Odell, Odell Beckham as well. So it's, uh, I mean, what well, big? I know Ben got in trouble for saying that no one fears uh, Lamar throwing the ball, but they've got a guy like Odell Beckham on the team now. Um, you know, it, it's it's an offense that's always going to be scary as long as Mark Andrews is on it um but then he had a down season last season right it was a bit of a disappointing season for for, for, the, for the team as a whole and for andrews um being a big part of that um i mean i i've i've got them being pretty much level with the steelers right now it it's it's not um and they're very they're two very different kind of kind of teams but I feel like I'm going Homer on on, on all these sort of uh, AFC North themes. but um, <laughs> I think we're just slightly better because of the upset at the moment with with Lamar just not feeling quite happy. I, I feel like he's not settled where he is. I feel like there is still a lot of contention going around in that room and in the uh, in the locker room. So yeah, give me give me the Steelers just just margin marginally taking that one. I'm with you, Dave, and a key point for me is the uh, the mm-hmm. OC
2: change. Is it... Is it, is it uh, who is it? Munkin, yeah? You guys oh. come in, uh, taking yeah. over from Greg Roman, right? Totally different look. I mean, this is... We've got no idea are they still going to do that kind of like ridiculous running attack from all angles with tight ends. Is, are they still going to do that or is it just going to completely change? Uh, I'm not sure that... A team that's changing its playbook with a with a roster that's still set up for the old playbook is as dangerous as as we might think. So for me, yeah, the Steelers have got this purely on on that alone because <coughs> this is a complete transition. And season. they didn't
4: add anyone in the running back room either. Uh, what, what's the plan with their with their running back situation? Because Dobbin's can't stay healthy for more than three games.
2: I guess they're hoping he's over the injury. Him and Edwards are both over their injuries. Yeah. That's what they're hoping.
0: I think.
1: I, I think I'm going to go the other way on this just just slightly. I, I, I do I do think that the Ravens Steelers thing could go either way as as it falls to the division uh, final standings, if you will. But just looking at the roster, I mean, I definitely do prefer our defense, but I don't think the defense is a complete write off, and I don't think you can ever count that with with the Ravens. And I and I. I think they got more weapons on offense, but obviously the Ravens are always weird when it comes to offense. Um, better o line, we'll see what Zay Flowers becomes. We, they, want, they want to see a lot out of Bateman. We'll see. We'll see what happens to Odell Beckham. It's a lot of projection with the with the Ravens right now. I think you're right, Gav. I mean, so much is probably going to change. Mm, I don't know. I'm talking myself out of it now. I think the defense, the, the linebackers, you love
2: Roquan Smith and Patrick. Yeah, they're you know, great. I think the front, Trenton punch- Simpson taking Patrick Queen's job, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> like that. But you look at the front and the edge rushing, particularly Adafi Owe and Tyus Bowser. I mean, they're both sort of number 2s yeah. really. Madabuiké, Michael Pierce is a decent nose tackle, and uh, and then they've got Washington up front. I'm not terrified by their front. And then their are their, their DBs, they've lost Chuck Clark. They're not the same. Marlon Humphrey's still around, but Rocky Sin, Marcus Williams, and Carl Hamilton. Uh, I. I mean, yes, it's, it's definitely solid. You've taught me into it. I'm going
1: steals. Yes,
3: I don't think you've quite taught me into it. I really like this Ravens roster. I, I again think it's close, but I think there's enough there. As you say, it's it's all very very much projections at this point. And yeah, Lamar could get injured week four again, or get a mysterious illness as he seems to always do. But um, I mean, yeah. Th- they're building on the wide receiver room. I like some of the moves that they made there. They've got Mark Andrews, which is a big thing. Um, I quite like that O line, in, in places it's not amazing, but I, I quite you know, there's bits that I quite like of it. And yeah, I, I think it's a pretty solid defense um, um, almost across the board there. So I, I like, I do like this Ravens team, and I do think just right now, I think they're slightly, slightly ahead of us. But um, it'll be interesting to see if that's the case next year because I do think they're, they're building nicely, but it could all just collapse at a moment's notice with the, with the Ravens.
2: It all depends on the offense and the playbook, right? I mm. mean, we've seen it in the league countless times before where, where an OC or a, court, a quarterback coach or a coach has tried to convert a running quarterback into a pocket <laughs> passer and it never works.
3: Ever. They're they're all so happy to get rid of Greg Roman, uh, Ravens fans. So it'll be interesting to see if that's uh, that kind of. It's almost like us when we were happy to see uh, see Fickner gone, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, now look what we're left with. So,
5: well, this is one of the greatest rivalries in the NFL. But the the, the one of the guys on the Ravens that <clears throat> was really responsible for this rivalry was Flacco. Flacco always played us really, really well. He, he played tough against us. He was very, very good. He was always at his best, it seemed, when he played the Steelers. Lamar Jackson is not. I don't, honestly, I don't fear Jackson at all. I'm, I'm fine with the Steelers playing against Jackson if he's healthy. He's, I mean, the guy's thrown what? He's thrown four touchdowns and six interceptions in his games against us. And he has a 67.4 quarterback rating. Like bring on Lamar Jackson. You know, I, I, I take the Steelers absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, I agree, Rich. That's one thing I was going to say is, would, would you be more concerned if if they had if uh, Lamar had left and they had picked up like Derek Carr or Jimmy G? Would you be more fearful of them then? Yeah, that's weird to say, isn't it? Because yeah, it
5: is weird because Lamar obviously is a way way better athlete than those guys, obviously. But it's what you do with that ath- athleticism on the field and what decision what your decision making is like at quarterback. You, you know, know, it feels like they're, they're 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 wanting to have their cake and eat it. They're like they're
2: they're they're marrying a girl, but still still hanging out with their ex girlfriend. Like they they they're not they're not they're, they should have moved on. I I think they should have moved on from Lamar. Get get what they could in pits, change offensive coordinator, and pick up a veteran. It would have made more sense. It feels like they're in two. Yeah, teams.
5: I do too. I don't I don't see Lamar Jackson. You know, and we'll see, but I don't see him ever winning an AFC Championship game. Right.
1: Well. Yeah. All right, that's four four votes for the Steelers over the Ravens. I didn't see that come in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> very, abrupt, very abrupt ovation. <laughs> that, that was one of the default uh, cheering sound drops I thought I'd try. Far too loud. Um, all right, okay, let's go to the the Bengals. Uh, D- uh, Dave, do the you are, wait, did you do the Ravens? You do the Ravens. I'll do the Bengals. I'll do the Bungles. Um, this is probably... Let's be honest, on paper, one of the easier ones. I think the Beng- Bengals are one of the best teams in the AFC. I think they're prime in their window. Joe Burrow will tell you that their window will last as long as he plays, but that's because he's a smarmy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, uh, the Glitz and Gobblers probably do, let's be honest, have a better roster than us all the way around. I, I prefer our defense, but but their offense is light years ahead right now. Um. So I I, does anyone want to debate me on that? But to me, that seems pretty yeah, open and
2: Interesting moves. Like, is Irv Smith actually really a good tight end? That's interesting to find out. We should find out. But Titan's yeah. not been a massive part of their offense. No. Anyway.
1: They ended up with Devin asi Wow. Didn't mm. know that.
2: Yeah, so that's good. For you. <laughs> uh, no, I like as well. Um <laughs> But yeah, the defence, I don't know, they've lost Jesse Bates, they've lost uh, Von Bell, so the, the, the very back end isn't as good, but mm. be, no, that's not a major... You know, Daxton Hill, Nick Scott, are their safeties, I don't know, not as good. But, yeah, I, I'm
1: with you, probably still a better team. This is a team that's trying to win shootouts and they can do it. Yeah. So... A- any we- votes for the Steelers? Uh,
3: not from me, nah, This it's no. team. Way too good. Yeah. It, 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 it almost feels like it doesn't matter what they do at tight end at this point with that wide receiver room that they've got. It's yeah. um it's really, really strong. So, sadly, yes, this this Bengals team, despite some of the uh, off-season moves, are still are still better than us. And I fear might be for, for a little while.
1: Yeah, agreed. All right, Bengals can go above us in the list. Let's go to a fun one and I'll go to you back with the Cleveland Browns.
3: Um, absolutely saying that the Steelers are better than the Browns. I mean, it, it's weird because the Browns have got some nice pieces here and there, but it's just, it's just not enough of it. It's, it's not, it's not a glamorous team anyway. You look at it, I don't think. Um, I mean, yeah, you've got the likes of Miles Garrett in there. You've got a nice pickup in Zadarius Smith. Um, you've, you've still got Nick Chubb, you know, who's who's doing, who's still doing really good things. Cup, Hamari Cooper's a you know decent shout, but it's it's really an uninspiring and it's, it's almost a boring team to look at just on paper. Like it, it really doesn't spring out to you at all. And I just think the Steelers, in pretty in nearly every single where uh, in nearly every single position here, I think the Steelers absolutely edge the Browns. I, I think we're I think we're far better than the Browns.
1: Hmm. I think there's, there's some potential, but I feel like you feel like this every year with the Browns. You know, I look at it and I'm like, there's potential of the show here. Yeah, I'm, not, you know? I'm not
3: buying the potential anymore. I'm done buying the potential. Yeah, I get
1: it. I, t- I totally get it. I totally get it. I mean, you know, I look at this receiver room, and that's where I've started the criticism in recent years. But you know, Amari Cooper is, you know, still in his prime. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones, Browns fans will tell you, is is, is on the rise. We'll see. You know, Elijah Moore's come in from the Jets and, and you'd expect that with a little bit more opportunity, he'd have a chance and they drafted Cedric Tillman. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not an awful room. It's a room you could see making strides. Oh, it, oh Cooper and Moore up front. Yeah. Moore with DPJ, forget
2: about Tillman, give him time. That's that's a good three there. Absolutely. Do some things with that. I mean, Cooper's your number one. DPJ takes the top off and Elijah Moore works around in the zone and underneath. I mean, that's you know, basic, but good. Am
3: I the only one not that high then, on Elijah Moore? Like... I don't really think he's that amazing, but um yeah. I, I feel like I'm the only one.
1: <laughs> I, don't know. I, I he... like Yeah, I liked, I liked him. in his it was his second year of the Jets where he kind of had a, a semi big year and then he disappeared again, but it was all Zach Wilson issues. Um yeah. I mean yeah, I liked him in the draft, scene, you know the yeah. draft process. It's all it's all on Deshaun Watson right really, let's be honest. Mm. I think this team rises and falls with, with how Deshaun Watson uh, shows up this year. I am going to go Steelers over Browns, though.
5: Yeah. <clears throat> yep, I agree with you. Um, it's all about Deshaun Watson. Can he get back to his pro ball form? If he can, it's, it's, he's going to make things interesting. But I do think we're the better team.
2: Yeah. Say Stop the line, me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, they, they, uh, you know, they draft players we like, but they just don't seem to put it together. Mm. And, uh, and Watson is just... You know they're an easy, easy team to root against, aren't they?
1: Just, just for that alone. So, yeah. You see, uh, Trevor Sycamore at PFF. You like this? Put out his his list of top ten edge rushers um, today. Uh, Miles Garrett was first, of course. Officer. And TJ, what TJ, what was uh, fourth? Wow.
5: Yeah, they're donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Dude, come on, I don't know. Yeah, come on. I third. like. To say, uh, uh, <laughs> it was uh, Mika Parsons was second. Wow, interesting. And uh, Nick Bosa was third. Unbelievable. TJ what fourth? Max what Crosby it, fifth. is this just uh, like going into the season,
5: or based on
1: last year, or what? What's the sort of? Just I don't know. It just this top ten edge defenders in the NFL, called to Trevor Sikkema. <laughs> just I just know. Know.
5: as of now. You know what? I've figured out. The, I'm not going to get into it now because um, <laughs> we don't have time. But once once we get into the season and I start charting the offensive lines again. I'm gonna get into get into why I, I figured out PFF's flaw. I know what it is now, and it's a huge Ooh. flaw. Yeah, it's big. Oh, I'm excited
1: about this. So, Maybe we need a full episode on this. Maybe you need to like give the, the PowerPoint no, presentation it, of PFF. It, it,
5: it certainly doesn't warrant a full episode. Everybody will fall asleep. But um, yeah, I, I figured out the flaw. Yeah, this and could it, be it. This yeah, will be we'll the moment where
2: we break through. <laughs> UK podcast comes up with
1: why PFF is flawed. But I've, I've got this image. Yeah, I got this image of like Rich writes it down, hands it to Kets, and he's running through the newsroom. Get this Collinsworth Collingsworth! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So okay, we're going. We're going Steelers over Browns. Then I think, right? Is yeah. that consensus? Wait,
2: the paper champions were defeated on paper. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Who do? Only on this show. Everywhere no, else, I, Steelers I, I the Steelers are coming. Browns are a good team. No, I don't yeah. really fought the Browns. <laughs> 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 the, the only one, the only one is. that I like. Reading well, yeah. this depth chart hurt my eyes. Um, but I, I'm I'm a bit upset that I'm, like Browns is now on my search history. But um, I, I actually quite like DPJ. He, he's a guy who I was kind of rooting for in the draft, and I think he is on the rise a little bit. I don't think he's maybe quite as high as Browns fans are toting him to be, but I I like the guy. He's on my uh, fantasy, couple of fantasy teams, so I'm uh, I'm contributing for him. But, uh, but other than that, no football brands.
2: Yeah. You had some. Uh, what was it? Was it the Dave Dameshek football po- program where they had the the English guy saying, "I actually like stale bread." <laughs> Drop. You,
1: yeah. you reminded me of that then. Yeah. I actually like DPJ. Oh. We'll have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start rolling through some of these. With the first division that I think the Steelers may may flatten, we'll see. Uh, Gav, take it away with the Houston Texans, if you would. The Texans? Oh, hang on.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, I mean, it's a hard team to make a case for that. <laughs> Try. <laughs> you right. and me. Uh, I mean, I guess like if DJ Stroud hits the ground running, they might be competitive, but... I think year one's going to be tough. I mean, you know, you look at you look at the the team sheet. It's not bad. I mean, it's but that's the problem with them. It's all very average, right? They did that that off season of just bringing in absolutely everyone, and the ones that kind of stuck around are still there. They're all kind of like just slightly better than league average. There's no no one that you look at the team sheet and go, yeah, that's a star. I mean, the wide receivers: Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Mick. John- <laughs> All right? All yeah. jokes at tight end. Maybe Laramie Tunsil is their guy. Maybe uh, he's, the, he's the guy that should be on the match day program. Uh, their left guard's called Kenyon Green, who just sounds distasteful <laughs> to any Steelers fans. Uh, Juice Scruggs. I mean, rookie at center, Shaq Mason tightest out. I mean, it's just dull. Damian Pierce. I mean, yeah, he's a bruising back, but even he's not that much of a difference maker. Will Anderson has the same vibe on defense, right? Like productive college player, but... Is he elite? That's a question he's going to have to answer. The rest of the defense is all very much Jags is harsh. Like Stephen Nelson is there? I mean, bit of a jag, bit of a jag. I mean, it's like you know, good solid. They're just solid. But
1: unexpected. they've definitely got guys at least now. To, like I'm looking at this team now compared to last year and two years ago, and they've at least got some pieces to start building around now. I do like the direction the Texans are going in. I think, especially if C.J. Stroud hits the ground running, obviously mm-hmm. that, that, that'll that be a boon for them. But even just looking at the rest of the team, I mean, you hope you hope to finally get something out of John Metchie. People are high on him coming out. You, you hope that Dalton Schultz shows up a little bit like he did for the Cowboys. You hope that Will Anderson comes out and Jalen Petrie continues to evolve and Derek Stingley looks a little bit better in his second year, right? So I, mm-hmm. I think there's something here, but but it's not. It's There's still a couple of years behind the Steelers, at least. If Stingley doesn't work out, that's like... Two in a row that him and Jeff Acuda
2: that were like yeah. you know just supposedly generational corners that are flamed out. I hope not because I thought Stingley was great. I thought he was great, great. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, let put, put, uh, me down for a Steelers uh, better than the Texans.
1: Can I, can I just say the backup tight end for the Texans? I don't know if this is going to make sense to anyone but me. But when I read his his second name, it, it looks like Quentin Tarantino's first mm-hmm. and last name <laughs> in one name, and I can't even get into it. It's like Quitter Tarino, Quitter Tarantino. I think. I can't. It's, to me, it just says Quentin Tarantino. I can't get
3: it out of my head. Tegan Quatoriano, I think that's it says, I think.
1: You were uh, the
2: pronunciation contest as a kid, Mark, because that was pretty good.
3: Yeah. yeah, thank you. No, my mother was a bit of a uh, grammar uh, freak, so.
2: elocutionist. Yes, yeah. That was my mum, and it's it's like her life's regret that both me and my brother sound like Cockney Barrow boys.
1: <laughs>
2: that she wanted us to be. But uh, anyway, yeah, what were you saying?
1: I also think the uh, the Texans, you know, because like on our lads, when you look at the depth chart, it shows the second name before the first name. If you pretended that that was right and it was first name, second name, they have the best team names. Like They've got like Camp Jalen, Little Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, Charlie. Like they rap, rap names. Are reversed. Green Kenyon. <laughs> this is fun. And this probably says a lot about the Texans roster that this is where we've landed. Uh, all right. Any, any arguments for the Texans or is this a consensus? I think it's pretty easy, right? Yeah. All right, let's go on to the Colts. Uh, Rich, you you take the Colts.
5: The Colts. Um, I'm not familiar with their off-season moves, and I know they have a, they have a, they have a pretty decent team to begin with. Um,
2: Anthony Richardson was a big move.
5: So, is Richardson going to be starting?
2: Sounds like it for the
5: Colts. Yeah, Yeah, that's all. I mean, anytime you know you have a rookie coming in and starting, that's going to you know, that's gonna ding you right away because you don't know how they're gonna, you know, respond. I mean, even though he is the top rated quarterback. But I mean, a great running game, obviously. Um good defense. Um not not great. I mean, they I think they were like at the bottom of the league in points allowed last year. They had moments, but I think overall they 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 weren't great, but they were they were okay. Um I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, especially because they're starting a rookie quarterback. I'm gonna say Steelers.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is pretty comfortable. I think I don't think the it's again a lot's going to be on how Anthony richin shows out. I mean, maybe he comes out and uh, it's a bit of a revelation with his legs, but I don't love a lot of the other moves that he made. Um, that's I don't I don't really believe in this defense. Uh, obviously, Pittman's my boy. We'll see how this offense shows out, but I, I still think that again, like, like the Texans, a couple of years behind the Steelers.
3: Jonathan Taylor think, having uh, that. It, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to say Jonathan Taylor having that down year last year. I think is a big knock on them as well. Um, it'd be really yeah. interesting to see how he bounces back from that. But um, yeah, it, it must be really frustrating being a Colts fan because on paper you've actually got a fairly decent team. It's just for what it's just not. It's not really gelled together that well and you know we'll see how Richardson goes but yeah no definitely put me down for Steelers Steelers over Colts right now
2: yeah that's what I was going to say like Taylor didn't play well last year Shaq Leonard is probably one of their leaders on defence he was injured constantly and every time he came back he re-injured so he I think he only played like one game or something last year yeah um, but that, that you know they've got a pretty solid team actually if you look at the, at the, at the names on the list and the, Probably one that's going to improve. Uh, the line was pretty bad last year, even with Quinton Nelson, who's like probably a Hall of Famer. Um, but I think I think that will improve. I think Richardson will make the line look a bit better as well with his movement skills. But I, I, I agree. I think I think they're a team that are going to be better in the future. But the Steelers are better than them right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. I All
4: right. I Any pushback? Sure everyone said really. It's. Um... I mean, looking at the the defense, it's a bit of a... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a bit of a no-name kind of defense outside of Pay. I don't really see any name ones on the list that are scaring me defensively.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I quite like DeForest Buckner. It's a bit of a
4: bunch of just a guys, it seems like, on the defensive side. Leonard.
1: Shot Leonard, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, I don't love this Colts team. I think you saw last year that they're a little bit exposed without a cute... Well, you've seen that since uh, since Sandy looked retired, they've, they've struggled to get a foothold. Um, let's hope Anthony Richardson starts a new era for the Colts. All right, Dave, I'll let you take over with the uh, what might be the most interesting one in the AFC South, the I've Jacksonville not Jaguars, team yet
4: because um, the the luscious mm. locks of Trevor Lawrence have been, uh, yeah, he's been helped out somewhat by having. Evan Ingram included in his in his offense. Calvin Ridley included. Um, yeah, they, they've had a a good bit of improvement offensively. Um, Anton Harrison, I think, was he the first round pick? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's an offense with, with some teeth now that weren't, weren't previously there. they were on the baby teeth, on the milk teeth previously. With uh, with Lawrence being the sole the sole tooth trying to make something out of them out of it, all. I'm, I'm going with this whole mouth analogy. It's failing. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> who's, the, the who's the tongue of this team? Um, they've been include... <laughs> <laughs> They've had Probably to tank Bigsby to the running back room who I was massively out on. Um, I think he doesn't live up to his name. Um, but yeah, I think offensively they've got a. a a good side there now you know but again a bit like with the colts it's a bit of a mm, average defence a lot of guys who are just a guy um so yeah give, give me a, a a steelers win over these guys it's um yeah it, it, it's it definitely improved team but not quite improved enough yet but they want like for the future if they can if they can keep building on the defensive side of the team, I think they could be a, a team to be reckoned with, and L- London will be proud of them. Mm.
0: <laughs>
4: this,
2: I, I don't know, man. This this is, I think, possibly the best Jags team for a decade, maybe even ever. Is that saying a lot? I mean, no, because it was that early run with like Jonathan Allen and you know, but yeah, I, I, uh, sorry, Jonathan Allen. I mean, Jonathan Ogden. Uh, I've got the Steelers losing this one. I don't think they're good. And I'll tell you why. I think the defense is is all... There might be some no-names on there, but there's some good players there and they're all back. It's exactly the same 11 starters. So that's good. And they were decent. Especially, they they got off to an early start last year. I don't know if you remember. They started well and then kind of faded a bit. But I think they'll come back and be good. And I think this offense could be one of the top-scoring offenses in the league. I mean, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, all for weapons for Lawrence. And a sort of a decent line. They've got Brandon Scherf, Walker Little's playing right tackle now. All right, left tackle, Cam Robinson's a bit of a weak spot. But he's, he's like average. He's fine. So I, I, I think this is a very dangerous team. And uh, yeah, I think they're probably a year or two ahead of the Steelers.
3: I'm, I'm with Gav 100% on this. I think I've mentioned how much I really, really like this Jags team um, on the show before. That, that offense is... As Dave said, he's really got teeth now. Um, I think it could be scary what Trevor Lawrence is capable of. I think we're finally we're starting to see that potential that everybody uh, that everybody was uh, seeing in, uh, in 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 college. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the O line, but I mean, outside of that, I think looking at all the positional groups, I think this is a really really strong Jags team. This could be the this could be the best in the, in the last decade, as you say, Gav. I I love some of these names on the defense: Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd, um, Oliver. Can I'm really fan of? I think Trayvon Walker has the potential of you know he's a first round, he's number one overall pick. Sorry, yeah, he could he could really uh, he could really cause problems. Um, I'm I'm just a very very big fan of this team, and I would be definitely scared coming up against. So I I think they've got I think they pit the Steelers. I, yeah, I think they pit the Steelers. Yep.
1: Hmm. hmm. I, I agree. It's very close. I think the offense is a touch ahead. I think, especially with with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think the offense is ahead of the Steelers. I, I don't. I, I think people get a little bit carried away. I mean, we, it was only a year ago we were clowning the Jags for the signings of Zay Jones and Calvin uh, and uh, Christian Kirk. Sorry. But with Calvin Ridley coming back, I mean, that that is a nice room. And Evan Ingram was, showed up for the massively. Do you they have think that they've... Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. they
2: have Yeah, they've worked. And also, I don't know if you remember in the oh, yeah. draft process, Kirk was seen as this like generational route runner. Mm-hmm. And he sort of just faded into obscurity in the Cardinals. I mean, you know, uh, Newt Hopkins was there. But, I mean, that was just an offense that didn't, didn't function like a normal offense. So, you know, maybe the Jags are clever for actually... Picking out a guy that from a from a troubled, you know, franchise, and, and it, I do I don't I do think under you know underestimate him at your peril.
1: No, yeah, uh, he had a good season last year. I mean, they've done this with Evan Ingram as well, right? I mean, a guy who was struggling with the Giants and people kind of wrote off, and then he came and showed what people expected when he came out. Maybe yeah,
2: from the experience with, uh, oh, who was their coach? The one before, not Doug Peterson. Uh Urban Meyer. Urban, Meyer. Urban Meyer. They've learned yeah. how damaging a, a coach can be to players. Yeah. Because you know he made Trevor Lawrence look like a you know a turkey out there because he just the offense was rubbish. So they've gone, alright, well let's 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 target players that are in bad schemes that have got talent and that it's working.
1: I think the Steelers defence edges them a little bit uh, for me. I, I, it's very close, and they have got a good coaching staff now. I, I believe in um, Doug Peterson. And, Can you say and you're scared group. of this but defense? Uh... I, I, that no, I, I think. Do you know what it is for me? I, I, even though I've, I've been, I believe in Trevor Lawrence after last season. I, I need to see him take that next step for a full season. For me too, but I, I think what's going to happen is I think this team is going to end on a better record than the Steelers because they play in that division. But I don't know that I'm ready to say that this team is a better team than the Steelers, and I'm going to vote Steelers.
5: I think it's like you guys alluded to. I think it. I think it is really close. And the Jags were an interesting team last year because they. The thing that really made them really good when it was all said and done is they had a great turnover rate. They were plus five in a turnover differential, which is really really great. But yet their defense was like ranked. 24th in yards allowed. So it was really strange, a really strange situation there. Um, and I think they were pat- like 28th against the pass and they didn't do much to, to improve their team. So I think it's really close. I do think it's a great team. They're a great team. I think they're going to win their division, but I think when it's all said and done, I think the Steelers front seven are, are going to chew up that offensive line. And I, I, I'm going to take the Steelers. Do you not worry that their front seven is going to chew up our offensive line? No, I think we're going to be much improved in the offensive line. And nobody really chewed us up last year as far as pass protection. Nobody really did. Miles Garrett didn't, you know. And now we should be improved, you know. So, no, I don't fear that. I think they were, you know, I, th- I think they were overachievers last year. I think they're still a good team, but I think things went well for them. They may You know, you make your own luck. That's true. But I think they they overachieved a little last year, and I think maybe you know they're still going to be a good team, but I don't I don't I don't think they'll beat us. Do you remember
2: the counterpoint? I'd say, and I hear you, but do you remember how they looked in like the preseason and the first couple of games last year, where that front four or five, just the pass rush they had, looked absolutely dominant, and then it just dropped off a cliff and mm-hmm. you didn't really see it again for the rest of the season. But Trevon Walker. And, uh, you know, the other guys they've got there, Josh Allen, they've got uh, Futakatsi and Devon Hamilton up front. I wonder if they can sustain a bit more of that this season and be a little bit more dangerous. So I do think – I think the arrow's up for them mm-hmm. on the way down. That's, that's- yeah,
5: I would agree with that, especially with the the um, recent addition of Calvin Ridley in their offense. That's going to help them tremendously. Yeah. You know, so I would agree with you. You know, I, I think it. Like I said, I think it's very close, but I think I think we we beat them.
2: Okay, with that deciding vote, the Steelers are better than the Jags.
1: Wow, that was closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did. Wait, wait, Who did that? I've forgotten now. Uh-huh. T- Dave. Is it, does that mean it's me? Okay, Tennessee. Hmm. Tennessee for me, uh, they've got a big tattoo of a downward arrow arrow on the back. Um, I, can't, I can't stand this
4: team. Tytoons are bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they they are firmly in the Tytoons category again. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, the wide receiver room, everyone's clowning on it. it, it it's truly awful. Cal Phillips, Nick Westbrook-Ikinge, and and Traylon Burks. They're rolling out as a start. As they're sticking with Ryan Tannehill. There's some combination of Will Levis and Malik Willis hanging around. They don't know what they're doing there. Um, three QBs who, at some point, everyone thought was going to start. Uh, obviously, Derrick Henry is still there, but you know how how many years does he still have? Uh, is this going to be one of these things where we continue to write off Derrick Henry for like the next three years in a row and he just continues to roll out 300 touches and, and dominates? I don't know. Maybe. But um, it does feel like a team without much of a identity to me. Uh, nothing stands out to me on, on defence, really. Um, did they make any major moves on defence this year? You're usually a little bit more clued into this, gap, but nothing. Uh, Aziz Al-Shiar, I mean, is that how you say his name, from
2: the 49ers? I mean, but that's just like a you know second string kind of move. It's not like a headliner. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting?
1: I mean, this is this is kind of the thing. I, I struggle to find an area on this team that's better than the Steelers, o- outside of maybe Derrick
4: Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry is their identity, right? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> this,
1: they, I, if the Titans are in a different division, I would be confident that they would be competing <laughs> for the number one overall pick. I think they might pick off a few wins just because this division's awful, but... Well, of course, I, they've got I think they're one of the worst teams in the league.
3: They've got a very interesting visitor that they've just had, DeAndre Hopkins, Oh really? Titans, yeah, that came through today. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really think that changes a lot, though. I think this is one of the worst rosters in the league. Honestly, I think. I mean, I like a Conquo. I think. um, I think he's going to see a lot of the ball, particularly if yeah they don't do anything in that wide receiver room if they don't pick up Hopkins. But um, yeah, I I like him. Obviously, I like Derrick Henry. But I mean, that quarterback room is. Ugh. It, 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 it's just very just very ug, I think um, yeah. I mean Skaronsky I like Tannehill I I like I mean, Tannehill in bits he,
1: but he but, needs uh, weapons yeah. around he needs help yeah, yeah. he doesn't
3: yeah what is he 30 how old is he now 34 35 I can't remember how old he is now um, 34
1: they are clearly they are clearly trying to move on from him
3: yeah oh well, yeah it's I mean you've got Willis and Levis as you as your back at yeah two QB's you've drafted in the last two years—they're definitely trying to move on. But, one who can't
2: throw but can move, and the other one that can't move but can throw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to
3: combine them. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. As Simon says not—not a, not a really a a defense that stands out a lot. I, I, I genuinely think this is one of the on paper one of the worst teams in the league. We, we're definitely better than them.
1: Uh-huh. Nope. nope. Any argument against that? Nope. All right, we can roll on, Matt. Do you want to take the Denver Broncos?
3: Uh, oh, the Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, I I have us better than the Broncos. Um, we can all have. I think we're all going to have another laugh at Russell Wilson. It, it wouldn't genuinely. It genuinely wouldn't surprise me if Sean Payton's just like, Nah, you're benched at some point if he, if he plays the way he did. <laughs> last season, like, yeah. I, it's not a bad. I, I quite like the wide receiver rims. in like Jerry Judy, Courtland Sutton. I, I like those guys. Tim Patrick's pretty decent. Um, I like Greg Dolchess as well. I think, I think he's, I think he's a really good tight end. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just outside of Pat town on that defense. I mean, there's a couple of nice pieces, but no, no, nothing's really saying that this is. This is special. We don't. We don't really know what Javante Williams is going to be, what his status is going to be like going into the season, after the injury he had. So, no, I, I'm not. I'm not really seeing it with this Broncos team. I, I do. I think we're. Uh, I think we're better than them.
1: Yeah. So, so, solid secondary, I think. Um, don't know that they have a great deal up front. And then I'd really just. I'd... Russell Wilson was so historically bad last year that i just struggle to even comprehend. How, and I know we just spoke about, you know, bad coaching situations with the Jags, right? And how that was then turned around. And we know that Russell Wilson's had it, but is this a case of a guy who's the kind of player he is, has not has not aged like fine wine and, and the Seahawks were just geniuses for getting him off the books when they did?
2: This is a massive, I mean, if, if we were doing the, the Denver Broncos podcast, this is all we'd be talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Was, they're, Sean Payton might unlock Russell Wilson. Yeah, you know, he's got a history of, of turning good quarterbacks into great quarterbacks. You know, Drew Brees look you know looks like he should be a Hall of Famer, and how much of that is on Sean Payton, I don't know. It's just he's either going to turn him into, back into Russell Wilson, or as Mark said, he's going to be cut within six weeks, and it's going to go down in history as one of the worst trades in NFL history. But I don't. I don't know. I do think the Steelers are better than Denver, but I don't think you can just 100% say they're trash because I think Sean Payton is a great coach.
1: Yeah, I'm. When stuff like the because Sean Payton to me uh, like certainly a great coach. Don't like him though. A little bit smarmy. Don't. Seems like he's. uh, You know, like the way he was on all the uh, the talk shows. Like you know giving, giving like little impromptu interviews about where he might be going next week and what, what jobs he might be interested in. Not like any of it. So that immediately puts him down in my mind. <laughs> that has no real
3: bearing on his talent. I just wanted to get that out of there. They got your boy <laughs> Riley Moss though, Gev. I know.
2: <laughs> I know. There's some pieces to like on this team. <coughs> Justin Gibbons is great. Satan,
1: as you mentioned. I don't know. I just don't love the offense, mate. Even, even outside of Russell Wilson, they've done, they've done nothing in recent years to show me that, that there's anything to believe in here. I mean, everyone always talks about the Broncos wide receiver room like it's ever done anything. It's just all question marks. And I
2: think, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll be a lot wiser and the no more there. this time next year. Tim Patrick, back. is he going to be able to go? Jerry Judy, is he as good as advertised? Courtland Sutton, is he a number one or a number two? Javante Williams, can he play or is he injured? Samar JP Ryan, is he actually a, a bat that can carry the load? Is the line any good? I mean, the name's there. Garrett Bowles, he's had up and down. Mm. been up and down. Powers, up and down. Cushenbury, up and down. Quinn Miners, untested. Just every single player on offense you've got questions about. If it all comes together, they could be a good team. But, you know, that's yet to be seen. We yeah. can't really judge that right I The
4: thing they had to believe in yeah. was Noah Fant, and they traded him away to uh, to Seattle. So, for Russell Wilson. For Russell Wilson. So yeah. this team might not be trash, but I'm thinking right now that Russell Wilson—I Russell, can't even say his name—Russell Wilson. I was uh, possessed by the he's spirit of um, Sean Connery there. Russell, <laughs> Russell. Um, but, um yeah, he's, he's on the edge of, on the verge of tipping into trash right now. He's uh, that was oh.
2: potential comeback player of the year. Do you think?
3: No way It's possible <laughs> Wait, You can't there come back mention where it happened. You, you can't come back from Patrick Starr uh, dissing you on live TV on Nickelodeon <laughs> right. that's That isn't what he wanted to cook Exactly yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a low point in your career no matter if you win a Super Bowl
1: uh, I have that saved on my phone That's one of my favourite like five second videos <laughs> in NFL history It's so good Oh man Okay Right Are we? I, I, is anyone voting for Denver oh, over sure, the man. Steelers? <clears throat> No, I just don't see it. I don't see it. All right, okay, uh, Gav. It sounds like I'm
2: closest to thinking. It sounds like it might be okay, but yeah, I still got Steelers a bit better than I, I just think. This... I think. Watch out! Like, there's always a team every year. Like, oh yeah, they're going to be trash, and things have changed, man. Paint's good. <laughs>
0: anyway, where do you want to go
1: <laughs> You. Uh, this might be a quick one, Gav. But you want to take the, the Kansas City Chiefs yeah, next? Uh, uh, Steelers are good. Let's move on. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> There might be I, no. That's
2: no, no argument. No. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's arguing here. They've got Nick Bolton for <laughs> okay. God's sake.
1: Exactly. Exactly. D P O Y.
3: <laughs> Canarius Tony as wide receiver one though? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, the
1: wide receiver
2: yeah. is probably the thing there. But I think Rishi Rice is going to be their number one. Uh, well, their number one receiver maybe. is
3: Travis Kelce, isn't it? And then they just oh, yeah, win yeah, all yeah. over but
2: again. I think, yeah, I think Rice. You can uh, bet your bottom dollar he's going to be pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. We can move on from that. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh all right, this is an interesting one. Uh Rich, the Las Vegas Raiders.
5: Yeah, I, you know I don't know if I'm sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I don't
1: I, know, I don't know if his knees sold on him either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know,
5: and they're having issues with Josh Jacobs. You know, he he's he hasn't signed as far as I know. Um yeah, I just no, I just don't. I don't think the Raiders are going to have a, a real strong team. I think they're going to have a losing record when it's all said and done. It's a very tough division. Um, they lost Darren Waller as well, you know, and, um, you got Jacoby Myers that came in and, but I, you know, I just don't think, I think for what they've lost, I don't think they've done enough to, to make the team much better. So I just I don't you know don't worry about the Raiders at all, to be honest with you. The only thing that's tough about playing the Raiders is they always seem to beat us. You know? (laughs) That's that's the that's the one that's one thing about that. But um yeah, I I I think we're a better team. I, I don't uh I don't think the Raiders are gonna have a very good season. I think they're kind of in a rebuilding year. Uh you get two bonus points if you can name or say
2: that you know anything about their cornerbacks. Nothing. Wow, no, yeah, you're right. Duke Shelley <laughs> and David Long Jr. I mean like if there if there is a time to call up the Snoop who meme, that's, <laughs> that's them, right? I mean who are those <laughs> dudes nobody's sorry, sorry, Duke and Dave. But um, <laughs>
1: Duke and Dave in the mornings <laughs> in Las Vegas. One oh nine point four on Sirius FM. Better suited, better suited to doing the traffic report <laughs> and, and cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this... I was just gonna say, there's just a weird vibe around the the, the Raiders, right? I mean, I, and I, I gotta be honest, this is again, this is my coach thing again. I never liked Josh McDaniels. Ever since the whole, um, ever since the old Colts thing that went down, the guy gives me weird vibes. I don't like, I don't like the things that he puts together. He, he puts together like a weird. I don't. He, do you know what I mean? I, I think with 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 these with these head coaches, so much of it is around the culture that thrives around them. And for me, he's one of these guys that doesn't have one. And you end up, you end up losing Derek, Derek Carr, which you know they they all seem to want out on him. It was fine. That I think that made sense. But then to not be able to go and get one of the, the the main QBs in the carousel, you end up with a guy like Garoppolo. Who okay, fine. But for me, that's a little bit of a downgrade. It's a guy who is clearly not all there injury-wise. We don't know if he's even going to be able to play. And then all of a sudden, you start in Brian Hoyer. You've got a guy in Devontae Adams who's you know maybe the best receiver in the league who doesn't want to be there. He's, he's giving interviews about how he doesn't agree with the front office. On, mean, this, this whole thing is a mess to me. I totally agree. It's, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Raiders, but they've made some really poor decisions in recent years.
3: They what's saw, going on with their line? Oh, oh, sorry. No, yeah, carry on Gav.
0: No, so you go.
3: Oh, I was going to say, they, they, they literally saw what Jacoby Myers did to help them win the game last season, and they thought, you know what? Let's get that guy. Let's let's bring him in. <laughs> what? What? Oh, I, I, it's very bizarre thinking. But like, I, I've definitely got the Steelers better than better than the Raiders. Crosby and Jones is really really good. Like that. That's an upside to to the game, I think, for them yep. there in that defense. Yeah, but John yeah, with with. It. Yeah, with yeah, Chandler Jones. Yeah, but with yeah, the uncertainty as you say around Jacobs and like Devonte Adams seems to be at war with <laughs> with with the uh, with the ownership there. We don't know what the hell is going on with Garoppolo. I'm tasting that kebab with Aiden O'Connell starting at some point in this season. I can tell you that now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't fear this Raiders team whatsoever. Sorry, Bobby Spillane, but I don't.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it's it's. It's a weird roster where the skill position players is pretty good. Josh yeah. Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. Not bad. O-line. Colton Miller. All right, you probably heard of him. And this isn't to say that you can only judge how good a line is by the names you've heard, but Dylan Parham, Andre James, Alex Bars and Jermaine Illuminor. I mean, that does, that's not like a ringing endorsement of an O-line of, of, of players that have, you've heard of. And then defense is the same way. Like, you've got... Uh, Jerry Tillery, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, some good skill players. But then you, you, dig a little bit deeper under the hood and the rest of the roster, it's like, it's like the anti Texans. Like they've got really good, some really good and some really bad. Uh, whereas the Texans are kind of like just good across the board. So yeah, give me, give me the Steelers over the Raiders, especially with uncertainty at, at QB. But I must say, I do like that, those two, uh, those two linebackers, you can find Adler and Roberts Blay. That's like that's like blue collar, <laughs> hard working linebackers right there. Not probably not going to win you a game, but they they were going to be enjoyable to watch.
1: It, good job covering anyone because uh, <laughs> the outside yeah. corners are never heard of. So yeah, and those two that's, linebackers are both downhill box yeah. guys. They're stopping to the run basically. That's what they're doing. They're, they're not <laughs> doing any, giving you every any coverage snaps at all. Uh, this, this just strikes me as a team that uh, you know that, that is recovering from a Mike Mayock and John Gruden uh, fever dream. <laughs> All right, so it looks like they're falling behind the Steelers. Uh, last one in the AFC, will go to... Who was this? Was it Rich with the Chargers? Oh, I'm up already. Right. Are I, you uh, sure? Maybe. Unless... It, unless the Gab, did you do that one? I did the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, you did the Chiefs. Wait. Was that Rich? Or have I gotten out of... White? I, I who can, did the Raiders? I, go I don't know. I I'm lost.
5: <laughs> Chargers? I, I can do no, it. On, the ch- I, okay.
1: Sorry, sorry, Richard. Did you do? I think you did the Raiders. Uh, Rich, we're we getting confused. Get the line out of Rich, charges. Oh, are we got to play the clip. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right, Dave. You haven't got uh, the clip. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, oh, oh. it's failed. Oh, which when you got uh, which George clip is Edward that? In in um, that.
5: Oh, no, that one's been been put to
4: death. Your pure glee and excitement of getting Justin Herbert was was infectious.
5: Yes. And then he tanked on me. But it's... But I still like him. I think he's still great. I'm in on the guy. And
4: it seems like national media is in on Quentin Johnson constantly saying how everyone is blown away and... uh, all sorts of other descriptive words to be used about a guy. Um I can't see him I can't see him failing, but at the same time this I don't know I hate this time of year when there's that much pump and hype behind a guy that's not even seen the field yet. I I find it a bit irritating. But um but yeah I did the guy you dropped third overall. I I, I I do believe some of the, the pump and hype, mm-hmm. but it's um Don't
0: don't 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 believe the
4: hype. Yeah. Actually do, because I but, think but it's what it, warranted. I don't know, it just <laughs> seems like everyone swoons at this time of year. Um without seeing anything. But um obviously got Keenan Allen behind him, Mike Williams all around there in that sort of skill player group. Mm-hmm. Them Austin Eckler? Is he? Uh, is is he going to survive? Yes. Um, I don't know. Behind me, got Joshua Kelly. Um,
2: I think Eckler's breathed it,
4: hasn't he?
5: Eckler had a really good year last year.
4: But, um, I'm not i I'm not a huge fan. I'm not that. Uh,
5: not bowling boy, see. So Dave doesn't like Did, it. Didn't he score twenty touchdowns last year? Am I confusing him with someone else? He might have been the top fantasy back last year, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think he was. I might be thinking be of someone real. else. The one you're in, Dave.
4: But no, I, no, it, I mean, no, okay. I'm, I'm 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 out on no my own mind. take right now because I'm, I'm <laughs> debating with, with myself whether I'm even thinking of the right guy. But um, but no, I I I, I can't see. Steelers beating a, a team like this right now on the on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 proving how behind everyone else I am in terms of keeping up with things after being injured.
3: Are you? Thinking, I didn't know if you were thinking of Cam think, Akers because yeah. that's the only thing I can think. Maybe I was because it's LA. Yeah. yeah. Potentially.
1: I like what this team did in bringing in a wide receiver. I just wonder if they should have brought in like a little, a little quick one rather than a big grabby one. I'm probably going to be proven wrong on that, but it just feels like they got a lot of those. Um, nevertheless, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnson, Keenan Allen, great room. I even like Josh Palmer. Um,
0: you're these, right, actually,
1: they are all quite similar. I mean, not. Yeah. Big, I think Allen's probably the least more one. of a route running yeah. kind of guy, but still. <laughs> but yeah, Palmer, Williams, and Johnson. You're right. They got tight there. I, I, but it felt at times like that was the problem last year, was that they were just so desperate to t- toss the ball downfield with Herbert, and if it didn't come off, they couldn't sustain drives. So, has he, has he got the sexy deep ball
2: mantle? Has he taken that off Wilson now? Mm. He sure. might, maybe he has the sexiest deep ball in the league, apart from Mason Rudolph, but let's not talk about that.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I like this team. Great defence, of course, Khalil. Mark, Joey Bosa... Um, they have. It's another team with a tendency to just throw it all away at any given moment. Another team that seems to win on paper in the off season every year and then uh, collapse in the off season, but uh, in the pre seasons, I should say. But uh, I, I would say this is one of the teams that I'd have edge in the Steelers uh, on paper, at least.
3: I said earlier that it must be frustrating being a Colts fan. It must be unbelievably frustrating to be a Chargers fan to see this team who's got a ton of quality running through it not being able to even get into the playoffs let alone you know doing some doing something great you know it's it, it's got such a he's got such a deep roster as you said that wide receiver room is brilliant um i was going to say something about gushing over a rookie before you've even seen him play and then just double checked and saw that i've still got keanu benton number one fan as my name there so uh, i can't really <laughs> say anything without being hypocritical but um no i mean yeah the, the wide receiver room's great. Um, I'm a big fan of a Sean Slater. I think I, I think he's a, he's a great tackle. Um, mm-hmm. As you say, that defense: Bosa, Mac, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. I was a big fan of as well. Um, I think they got some decent depth back there as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I I'm very big on this charge. And I do think, I do, I do think again. I don't think it's like far away, but I I do think that they they're they're slightly better than the Steelers. Yeah.
5: I think this is an interesting one. This is, this is, I agree with you guys is very, very tight. But you know, you know, it's funny. They, they have a lot of names on defense, but they finished dead last against the rush last year That's in crazy. the NFL. Yeah. You wouldn't, you look at the them on paper. You would never guess that. And you know, I, I think we're going to be, I'm hoping and I think we're going to be much, much. Better running team this year. I think, you know, with, with the, with the upgraded offensive line we have now. And I think we'll run right through them. Um, and, and, and that's just going to help Kenny Pickett, you know, in the passing game. So I'm going to edge the Steelers over the Chargers.
2: It's Ooh. true. You look at their, their projected starters. I mean, Joseph Day and Austin Johnson on their line and the linebackers, Eric Kendricks and Kenneth Murray. I mean, doesn't fill you with like run stuffing vibes, does it? I don't know. Yeah, and they
5: haven't done much to upgrade that at all. I don't know if they've done anything really to upgrade it. Right. They've, all they've done is replace Drew
2: Tranquil with Eric Kendricks. I mean, it's not, it's kind of like for like in a way. So, I mean, and one of the problems they've got is injuries. They, they seem to be just, they have the injury bug every year. Derwin James, they had uh, Rashawn Slater last year. J.C. Jackson was out. I mean, it's just, I just write them off because they're going to be injured every year, no matter what. Uh, if they could stay healthy, I don't. I don't know what it is. If it is it their training staff, the facilities, something? They seem to get injured. So, uh, give me the Steelers.
1: Oh man, I, I just think that having Justin Herbert, we can't get lost with this. Is enough. I, I, I would agree that maybe a lot of the other the other areas the Steelers edge in, yeah, but there it is. They got just. They got Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't know that you can underrate that. You know, as far as it comes to the, the quality of the team as a whole, is the only thing.
5: No, that's anyway. what makes it close for me. Justin yeah. Herbert makes it close. Yeah.
2: Wait, I, where did we fall on the the vote? Wait, so wait, yeah, where we go? I'm 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 saying Steelers. I've got Sire's Chargers, Davis Chargers, Richard Steelers, and Mark. <gasps> have you? So Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Oh, Chargers. Uh, <laughs> In some ways that's good because we don't have too many uh homerous
0: people you know, people well that, using us of homerous.
1: Well I was thinking that and that ends us now with the that ends the AFC and that puts us at um sixth in the AFC, which at first I was like, Is that homery? but if we're saying that the Steelers are gonna make the playoffs this year, that's a wild card most likely behind the Bengals. I guess that's kinda of fair, right? For where we think they're gonna end up in the AFC.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking this team's a sleeper team. I think I think it's yeah. better than 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 people are saying. Okay. Well,
5: if you look at last year and, and and I said at one point, you know, last year it's a shame we didn't uh make the playoffs because I thought you look at those last four games of the season, we were the best team in the NFL. Now that doesn't mean I think we would have beat the, the Chiefs, because I don't think we would, but I'll bet we could have had a really good shot at getting to that AFC championship game if we could have squeaked into the playoffs. You look at the last time we won the Super Bowl, we had the exact same record and we came in third in the AFC North. I mean, it was very, very similar. That team came on late in the end of at the end of the season as well. I just thought we were really, really good. You know, and if we can pick up where we left off and Kenny takes that next step, yeah, I agree, guy. We could be a sleeper team, definitely. I think that's the disconnect between us as fans and everyone else, because
2: everyone else just looks at the record, four points against, turnovers to interceptions. They see a mid table team. But as fans, we were watching you know, they were they were almost meaningful, but basically meaningless games towards the end of the season where we're making that playoff run. And we saw something, right? We saw something was there. Mm-hmm. Something to get to, to get excited about, you know, an offense coming back when out of the hole, something that not all teams can do. So I think you know the homerism that there, there's a reason this year why all Steelers fans are going to be higher on the team than than just general commentators. I think it's
1: fair. Yeah, not just homerism. Right. Um, now, Gav, tell me what you think of this potential audible here. I don't know. Tell me what you think. You might not like it. Yeah. Do we do the NFC next week? Now, I only, yeah, I, I, yeah let's do that cool. I only pose that because it's taken like an hour 40 now we could do a kebab corner it gives us it gives us a little something to talk about next week I assuming that we fair. can get everyone back together yeah, I mean, yeah let's
5: do it It's a good idea yeah
2: let's do it alright All right, Cool. start tomorrow so I'm, I'm definitely not against it <laughs> alright okay let's do that then so that makes yeah, sense more refreshing takes as well rather than yeah exactly five tired dudes just wanging on just you know,
1: it might be better. It might be yeah. better for the listeners. So we good- could, we come fresher into the NFC as a whole, and yeah, right. we can do the whole thing. And then we get a final. So, but I think this is good because we've got the Steelers sixth in the AFC. That's with us. Uh, we voted uh, that, that better than the Steelers were the Bills, Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, and Chargers. And that we were better than the Dolphins, the Patriots, Ravens, Browns, Texans, Colts, Jags. Titans, Broncos, and Raiders.
2: So which ones are in contention? Jags are in contention? I think
1: Jags, yeah. and, and
2: Chargers are in contention? Jets are in contention? Ravens, I would say, and Dolphins.
1: In contention. Yeah. The, yeah, the ones you're most worried about there are Dolphins, Ravens, and Jags, I would say. So what's that? Three-point swing there. So where where were we? Sixth. Yeah.
2: So it could be ninth or, yeah, it
1: could be ninth. You could argue maybe the Browns, if they had one of those, you know, if it's Sean Watson. Uh, that's not going to happen. Well, I'm just that's saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, all right, that was fun. and We've got something for next week. Look at that. Look at that. Solved everyone's problems all in one. Yeah. Great. i, I, I realised I need a Dave, fuck the Browns, sound drop.
4: Yeah. I need to go. Do you want to
1: clear the lines to get a perfect one? I was waiting for the...
5: Machine. He didn't... He... He no, no, no. didn't pick up. I was putting Ten down, did he? No, no, no. <laughs> <But,
4: laughs> Fuck the Browns. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. Katz, you got uh, Katz
5: text me the time code of that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you want to do, do a couple of
5: takes, Gav? Yeah, I don't
0: know.
2: Because that
5: was, that was an interesting one, but it wasn't how he said Fuck the, the first time. That was a little more questioning. Okay.
3: Yeah, don't two. Keep, keep. <laughs> yeah, it's a little
5: more like that, exactly.
3: Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? Yeah, we need more, em- more <laughs> emphasis, Dave. And
2: commander.
1: a, a different interpretation. Circle that one, Kets. <laughs> Maybe we need like a full soundboard just of these. That was yeah. a, you
3: were really annoyed at the Browns sort of one. That
5: was... <laughs> Can you give me one more, Dave? An emphasis <laughs> on the F word, Bandy please. Family friendly show, <laughs> Fuck.
4: <laughs> oh, geez, how many do we? How many do we need? One more time. <laughs> <laughs> one more.
3: One You can <laughs> never say it enough.
1: How many can we get him to do before you're it? I love saying it, it, but
4: jeez, you're taking me long Now I'm going to, have to start charging you. What, what, what do you want from this one? Do you want like emotion or something? Last one. I thought the emphasis on the F word.
2: We, we got it, but it, there was someone else
0: laughing.
1: So. No, I think we want yeah, something more casual, like a, a through a through line. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Just yeah, just it was good. good. Fuck the brand. Give me a, give me a hard F.
2: Okay, that was kind of casual. we pushed it I, I too can't far. clean the other one. I don't, I don't, we, I think we,
1: they, we pushed it too far. We need, we need to go back and get a more natural one. We're
3: coming, we're get we're coming on. Kubrick Straight,
2: here. Jeez. We did 52 takes on a, on a shot yesterday, and, and it was a running shot, filming a jogger. <laughs> for a diet. 54 takes, me running backwards with a rickshaw. Oh, God. I was I'm sweating. guessing that wasn't for McDonald's. That's done.
5: awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hard work. It wasn't easy either. I was like, had the, the the two grips are like the two grips are like running with running towards me, like they're in my face basically. With pulling the rickshaw with uh, the like the camera head, like the remote head on it, and it, like if, if if I at all get close to them, they, they start pushing me, like get out of the way, get out of the way. It's like they weren't doing it deliberately; it's just a natural reaction. They're like, you're going to trip me up because we're running across a suspension bridge. And we stop at, at the at the stairs. So like if anything goes wrong, we're all going down the stairs and into a canal. Fifty-four times, man. By the end, I could barely hold the boom anymore. I
5: was absolutely exhausted. Don't you get fired up for those though?
2: Yeah, I do. For, for take twenty five, I'm fired <laughs> up. But by like, when we get into like the forties, I'm like, please stop. Like, we've got this. Take two was fine. We did take three just to like get get another version, and now we're doing take fifty? Like, what the hell? Here?
5: Who was it, Fincher direct?
2: all right okay maybe maybe i'm crossing a line here but it was it was a dude he's got one name like commercials are funny man because commercials are like directed by people that want to be megastars have you i don't know if you find this rich they're like you know because ridley and ridley's got and other people started in commercials so they see it as a way of becoming this like auteur so the the director just goes by one name one name on the cool shit Uh pennsylvania <laughs> and he, he was a bit of a dude, man. He was cool, like he was fine, like a, like a, I, I don't know if he was like Latin American or Mexican or something, but he was a dude. But then there's there's another set of directors called Megaforce that do commercials, and like they're they're like four French dudes, and and only two of them will ever turn up, and you're never sure which two out <laughs> of the four you're getting. It's just the Meg, Megaforce. <laughs> it's just so, so much pretension, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like. Awesome. You meet someone that says they're a commercials director, you're like oh, okay, <laughs> you're uh, kind of a dick, right? <laughs> but but they, I guess you build up the the, the self belief and the ego in commercials, and then go on to be a feature film director. So, who am yeah. I? Yeah. Pensacola might Do be. Do these people meet the
4: criteria for being a diddlow? Ten years
2: time. But he like, he like- No, they're definitely not Diddlows. They're they're talented <coughs> people. They're not diddlers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're, they're self inflated ego Hundred percent narcissistic, uh, but they're talented. They're, they've got to where I they are. I love that we've got like audio evidence them, of you speaking
4: right bad, you know, ill of your employers and uh, people with money. Why
2: is <laughs> well, not technically my
4: employer? But yeah, I could get into trouble.
3: He's definitely got a style. I'm looking up his stuff on here. He's definitely got a style. It's definitely he's a, good. I,
2: <laughs> I can tell you he's good. He's cool, man. I mean, it it takes balls to like hold a whole film crew and do 50 takes of anything.
5: Mm-hmm. Like
2: you, you know people are going to be grumbling. So yeah, that's
5: a lot of takes.
2: Yeah, and it was we did three shots, and every one went to fifty fifty
5: takes. That I did a uh, I was doing a fight in Fight Club, Fincher directing, and I had heard about Fincher's his reputation for doing tons of takes, and I think we did twenty some takes of a fight. Jeez. Yeah, that's yeah, it wasn't sure. a long fight, but it was long enough that I was ex- completely exhausted
2: yeah you can, there's no way take 20 is going to be as good as
5: take 3 right no way no not unless you come up with something you know something that you haven't tried before a, a different you know choice you make and, and you know maybe if you do that but yeah your your energy levels won't be the same yeah
2: the camera the camera move might be better like Yeah, sound might be better but the the, the stunt performance isn't there, no way
3: yeah So there you go, Dave. Next time you complain about having to say the line eight times, just think—just think. Rich had to fight Uh, twenty times that uh, that
4: day. Saying "fuck the Browns."
3: Can we say that? Is that one any good? "Fuck the Browns."
4: (laughs) That was good. I think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more. That was a a nice one. one one. Yeah. I think uh, (laughs) I need to like become the character. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um... I've got a project coming up. I probably shouldn't talk about it because I haven't. No one's called me, and I haven't done the deal. So usually I don't speak about it. But whether I do it or not, it's a cool project. It's exciting. It's a uh, it's a TV series based around uh filming of a Marvel franchise film. And it's kind of a comedy, mm. and they're filming it on the actual Marvel sets. And Sam Mendes directing it. Mm. It sounds like for, for anyone that works in the industry, it sounds like this is going to be an awesome show to, to have worked on and to watch. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I mean, my boss has done his deal, so I'm hoping I'm getting to do my deal in the next couple of days. I might have be been of my NDA, but I haven't signed one yet. So Screw you. if I sign one, then we'll it. But, uh, yeah, I'm genuinely excited about this because I think it could be fun. It Could be a good good insight for people outside of the industry to see what it's like working on one of these green screen green screen VFX movies, and for people in the industry, I think it will be a real interesting project and fun. Wow, that sounds cool. So like a mockumentary yeah. style thing? Yeah, basically, wow. it all happens? Behind the scenes, oh, that's cool. And they're
1: gonna they're gonna bring in like different stars. I'm guessing, like I guess so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. That does sound good. Yeah, let's see. I'll keep you posted. It's going to be happening. We, we're basically we, we're shooting the pilot in July, uh I think, or or late June, and then it's very rarely if 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 that goes well, then we in, immediately go into production of the rest of the show. Like, and that will take me up for the rest of the year. So, I'm um, obviously we're all hoping it happens, but. Um, yeah, I guess
0: they are too.
2: because cool. I, I want to watch it. Yeah. Sounds good. Actually, it should be popular. Yeah. Sounds like a good one.
1: Nice. All right. Nice, nice little uh, Gav, like, fa- what was it called? Like a fancy little kebab on pitter corner there from, from Gav. <laughs> well,
2: I've got more. I've got more. <laughs> oh, there's more. <laughs> on, now, you sure. that now? Uh, sure. I haven't listened to it yet, but my friend recommended the latest
5: edition of the Joe Rogan podcast for Graham Hancock.
0: Mm.
2: Um, do you guys know who Graham Hancock is? Yeah, he's
5: on there. He has him on there occasionally. He's super interesting. I've, I've heard like two or three shows with him on there.
2: Yeah, mega interesting. Um, one of the first non-fiction books I have read was by him. And yeah, he's he's. I mean, his show, his Netflix show, he kind of toned it down a bit because.
1: Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah,
2: yeah, he gets a bit of grief. He gets a lot of grief actually because he's like a pseudo scientist, alternate history. Um, trying to see outside of the kind of academic structure, like what, what could have happened. Like, and and, and yeah. it's like entertainment, right? It's like maybe it's not all got the most factual basis. It's not all grounded in <laughs> hardcore facts. But what, what he's got is like ideas and theories that are based in things which have been pushed aside from the kind of, Heteronormative history, like the 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 the, the accepted canon, like because there's weird stuff, right? There's always weird stuff which gets pushed away because we can't explain it, so it just it just gets rejected. It gets pushed down to the, the the basement level of the museums and stuff because we don't know what that is and we can't explain it. It doesn't fit in. So he he he's like a purveyor of of that stuff, like. He joins the dots like this. We found this thing in that country, and that thing in that country, which doesn't fit into the prescribed history of those of civilization. So, let's come up with a the theory, and he comes up with a the theory. So, the theories may be wrong, but the process is interesting.
3: I know one guy. Been, I, I know mean, one guy is definitely a fan of his. Just reading, just reading up, and uh, if I say this one line, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Because um, apparently, this guy did uh, did a. TED Talk in 2013 promoting the use yeah. of uh, ayahuasca. So I wonder <laughs> who is probably a big fan of this guy. Mr. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I bet. He's well, yeah, it's not.
2: Books. Yeah, he what what, what he says because I'm am a big Graham Hancock opponent, What he says is that he thinks that psychedelics, specifically magic mushrooms, are the cause of the human condition. i we were primates and we found like some monkey someday stumbled across some magic mushrooms and from that humanity emerged like the the, the awakening of some kind of consciousness the, the wanting to draw things on cave walls and depict what he'd seen because of the beauty of the psychedelic experience changed us and we all owe gratitude for that monkey that's Something he says it's quite interesting, and so therefore ayahuasca is an extension of that, and DMT and everything else, which which fits in with Joe Rogan, right? It's, it's an interesting side chain, but it, it's really the, the pseudo history that's interesting here, and like um, his things about the Charles Hapgood uh, Antarctica maps, the Piri reese map. I think you know, I, I won't go into it now, but it, it, it's fascinating. To, to to see these things, I think if you, I think you probably haven't listened to the podcast.
4: I imagine you'll go into that on the podcast. I'm that's really not a fan of this guy. To guys to come back to. Like, as <laughs> I, I, I love, I love <laughs> history. I, I read a lot of non-fiction things based around ancient history and, um, mo- well, mostly ancient, but and a lot of medieval history as well. But it's all based around the scientific, the, the scientific method. You find things, you base your um, assumptions and your conclusions based upon the things you can physically prove. And he is basically making up... He's a storyteller, and I get that it's entertainment, but people are hearing what he's saying and taking it as fact. There needs a bit more clarity on what he's saying to people, because I... I, Don't don't get me wrong, I I like um, conspiracy theories about things that have happened in modern history. I like the whole thing about you know, the... um, the Secret Service doing things around the 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 JFK assassination and what have you, it, all those sorts of things. I I enjoy that, but when someone's out there no. touting stuff, sit, claim, not that he claims it to be no. fact, but putting it across to people in a way that sounds like fact, it it, it irks me, and I I, I I kind of don't like it. Maybe it's because he's sort of. Maybe it's because he's on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I know that he's a bit of a a spreader of um, falsehoods. Um, but yeah, I've I've got a downer on the guy.
1: I, I'd only seen this show. I only I didn't even finish it actually, but I watched the first few episodes of this Ancient Apocalypse. I think it was called right that, that he did on Netflix. And just just from that, I mean, it sa- he sounded reasonable enough just in in the sense that he was saying, look, I'm not I'm not saying that these things definitely happen. I'm just asking, could we look into them? And I keep being denied.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that nobody will allow us to like delve mm-hmm. into these ruins or whatever. No one will allow us to see what's in these. We know that these rooms are here because we've got the imaging of it. Why can't we go and see what's there? And listen, the thing is, I'm being, I'm not stupid enough. To, you know, I know that he's given me a show that is 100% based on his perspective. So I'm sure there's arguments in the other direction for reasons why that he's not telling me. But I don't know. He, he seemed, like, reasonable enough to understand that he wasn't just sort of saying, like, oh, there was yeah. 100% uh, a, a great flood and this absolutely – you know what I mean? It was like a theory. So – but but maybe – but like you say, Gav, you said he was holding back on that show, so maybe he is like that in interviews. I don't know. I think he is yeah. definitely, like,
2: third-generation bullshitter. <laughs> uh,
1: What does that mean, you? Fifth
2: generation? Yeah, fourth generation. (laughs) uh, So it's like someone in the sort of mid centuries said something contentious. Someone else took that and took that on, and then he's come along and regurgitated those things. So it's like a third interpretation of bad history. That's how you could look at it. You could cut it down and say he's just he's he's regurgitating bad takes basically is what you know the argument you could use he's 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 finding he's finding the cracks in the story exploiting them to push his own narrative and i think that's basically what dave's saying and you could that's a good point but i just like alternative voices saying things that don't don't conform like he's anti-conformist and i enjoy it like whether he's right or not i enjoy someone just pushing these ideas on society and not just getting everyone you know just to accept like this history we're told, you know, it's exciting, isn't it, to think there was sure. ancient yeah. civilizations and the, there was a polar shift and, you know, what did you say, like, the, the, the Earth shifted by 15 degrees, so the what was the the, the polar caps
4: is somewhere else. and It just makes you think of and, the and ancient aliens and... thing of, like, you know, yeah, if, it's what like... if the screams of the dying were fueling the aircraft, you know, that sort of thing, you know, it sort of... Um,
0: I'm not sure
2: he ever mentions aliens, though. That's one of the main criticisms of his show. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's, the whole he's, he's pushing phenomenon. That. It's just that I don't him, think it, it makes ever me...
4: Ever it's, ever an, it's, it's in the same mm. vein.
2: It's mm. into the same... Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Because uh, I can't remember the, the name of the guy, but there was another... I can't remember it. Charles Von Daniken, right? He he wrote that book uh, chariots of the gods and he was was trying to say that these these certain lines in peru were runway strips for uh alien spacecraft and stuff he was a step too far and i think the, the anti dannikin crowd piles onto uh hancock unfairly i don't i, I think he's i think he's less pseudoscience than danaken was but still outside of the establishment, so he's a, he's a dangerous figure they don't like him the establishment does not like him because he challenges what
0: mm-hmm.
2: they say is the perceived wisdom
5: right well yeah, and if he turns out to be right, then they're obsolete all their years and maybe full careers of, of having these theories and having them published they all go away and these people that's that's why they fight them because they're you know they're mm-hmm their their all their work is gone basically if it if it proves that you know he's correct because I know he and Randall Carlson both have theories about the pyramids that are much older than than most scientists have them and yeah. you know that you know they're they're intimidated by that
2: and there's definitely i mean my mom worked in the british library which was in the british museum then i know for a fact there's stuff there that will never be on oh yeah it's huge because there there's vaults and vaults and vaults of stuff. And if and if you can't write a little card next to an object that says this was made in so and so BC and it was used by the settlers to craft tools or worship their god. If you can't say that, this doesn't make sense. Like what the hell is this? They won't they won't display it. The one exception is that battery. Right? They show that battery. Like the the battery from what is now modern day Iraq, right? It's like it's mind blowing. It's like a plant plot with two electrodes sticking out of it. And, it and it would have given you would have given you know stone age man power right but but we kind of just we accept that as being like oh that's weird we don't really know what that is that's the one thing <laughs> that uh, kind of throws everything into disrepute that is in in the public sphere hmm.
1: Hmm. It, it, it is interesting the idea that that we don't we don't really know like we take these ideas I, i'm i'm a little bit on the fence about it because i do i i agree with dave that it, it, there's a dangerous precedent to be set if we all just start spouting whatever we want or whatever, you know, without thinking it through. But at the same time, it's also a dangerous precedent to set to just believe what you're told. And I, and I do, I do hold a special place in my heart for people that go about it the right way, but also are anti-conformist. And, you know, I, I'm, hey, I'm a big proponent of psychedelics. I'm with this guy. I think everybody should be uh, prescribed psychedelics when they turn 18 just to see what they see.
4: Well, you can, this is the point You're of the show where the everyone's 30% encouraged 30%. to take a puff on their LSD
1: <laughs>
4: weed vape. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know drugs. Can LSD
1: weed, to... weed vape?
4: <laughs> I, I, I just take them medicinally. Dave's not a drug guy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I, I feel like anyway, we had Dave, one. Dave, did but, you have um, a come-up Conan? I, 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 I feel like we
0: may have brailed up. No, no, that was a mini one. Four large
3: dollars, kids. Everything on him. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions.
4: Something really weird just happened in my ears, and I heard that really sped up. Like It stopped and then sped up again.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happened to easy. me. Yeah. Listeners I wonder if that's going to come through or not. It might not, because, because the cards guys is look entirely
4: a, a pointless conversation. But, um well, <laughs> yeah, but don't tell the listeners Could be said about the whole podcast. Um, <laughs> so, is everyone familiar with the, with the concept of head canon? when it when it comes to or mind canon when it comes head to canon. movie franchises or books? Um, so, sort of like it's not so that what happened yeah. in the in the movie or TV or book franchise or comics or wh- whatever it is, you know, whatever kind of media, it's not what happened that was published in it. But in your mind, you prefer a better version of it.
2: It's the, per- the well, perfect before- example of Star Wars, right? And oh, we all had let me hold up. you there. We all had a vision of what happened after Return of the Jedi, and J.J. and okay. Ryan let Johnson me. came along and let- torpedoed that. No,
0: thing. we're not going let into this. Hold you. We're let not me, doing please, this again. Please, let I mean, me that's
4: hold the you. Example, right? So <laughs> head, head, cannon, head cannon. right. I, I, to I failed fail. to hold him. But, um, <laughs> there's like, I. Let me recent uh. myself. Um, my favorite movie of all time <laughs> is Planet of the Apes, the original. It's not, it, it's not. I, like, the original, the, it's not Dune. the, the first, I it was Dune. like, Lynch Dune movie is, is terrible. Don't, like, if you want to enjoy Dune, don't go and watch that movie first. Oh. Read Dune. Seriously, it's it, oh, unless yeah. you're taken yeah. to go back to what we're talking about before, unless you're taking a, a serious amount thing. of psychedelics, don't go that movie. But, um, <laughs> no, if
2: you
0: take psychedelics,
2: yeah, Planet of the Apes is my movie.
4: favorite movie, and but it, it's not my favorite, the original Charlton Heston, which one? The being. original, yeah, yeah, but like that, that series of movies. I don't love as a series, but I, you know when, you know, like the whole Sharknado thing, it's how it's so crap that it's good. Damn. I feel like if, if the planet of the apes, planet of the apes, original, you know, movie series, original movie franchise, not the most recent one, the original movie franchise was made. Now it would be in the same sort of realm as Sharknado because it is so shit that it's good. Um, It's <laughs> it, it terrible. Into like there's, there's some bad acting because they basically the paying Roddy McDowell exactly. all the money to stay in the movie. Like everyone else has left, please, Roddy, stay. Um, it, it just descended into worse and worse films. But it it's the, the cool thing about that series is that it's cyclical. That it, you can join it at any point and it will circle back round to where you started, which is kind of cool. I like that about it. That's that that's a innovative thing about it. So like. If you watch the original it's Planet of the Apes, it goes round and then. But the dumb thing is that they they get into the the ship that Heston landed in, and they go um, back in time essentially to uh, to modern times. And there's a whole movie that's really crap where where they're in ta- like m- like is that well, whatever. Sort of era, 60s, 70s sort of era, and just sort of wandering around town not really fitting in, two apes wandering around. Uh and then yeah, and then they they they, they, they have they give birth the, the, the mother gives birth to Caesar and, and that starts the, the cycle going back round again. But um there's one movie in that series outside of Planet of the Apes, which is really good. Like I, I enjoy it. Like, it's crap, but it's good. It's uh, the conquest of the Planet of the Apes, because there's a lot of um, political comments to it. There's a lot of racial comments to it, because it's it's, um, the apes overthrowing humans, because the apes are um, enslaved by humans, basically, in, in this movie. Um, don't don't get me wrong. Don't go and watch this movie and expect something fantastic and sort of life changing about it. You know, make you laugh, make you cry, change your life, sort of deal out of it. it ain't, it's not going to happen. But there's a there's a speech at the end of that movie, which is, it's I, I think it's the most slept on speech, like ever. Like ever, I, I I think it's a fantastic speech that no one knows about because it's in this crap film. Um, but it's it was altered um, wow. late in the sort of production. So uh, if you'll indulge me, I'll read out this speech. Are we, are we all ready for my acting skills? <laughs> We've already had a pre-sample of how bad they are. So here we go. Oh yes. So oh, yes. where there is fire, there is smoke, and in that smoke, from this day forward, my people will crouch and conspire and plot and plan. The inevitable day of man's downfall. The day when he finally and self-destructively turns his weapons against his own kind. The day of the writing in the sky when your cities lie buried under radioactive rubble. When the sea is a dead sea and the land is a wasteland. Out of which I will lead my people from their captivity. And we'll build our own cities In which there would be no place for humans except to serve our ends, and we shall found our own armies, our own religion, our own dynasty, and that day is upon you now. Now, I think that's great. I think think that's, I think that is an amazing speech. But it got ruined by the fact that the director went. "Mm, It's a bit dark, isn't it? Now. The whole thing about Planet of the Apes is that it's dystopian, right? <laughs> it, it it's a dark look at what the future could be like. Mm-hmm. But they then went on to sort of, because I, I guess because Planet of the Apes became a bit of a a kids movie, and they were like, mm, kids are watching this, yeah, it, we yeah. can't have it be too dark. We'll 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 tone it down a bit. And now they then they put a speech on the end. They tagged it on very late in the sort of. In the deal, almost, I think, I think I'm pretty sure it was on like on set. They changed it and just wrote this little bit at the end. And they said, But now we'll put down, we'll put away our hatred, we'll put down our weapons. We've passed the night of the fires, and we who are masters are now, and we, and those who are now, yeah, and those who were our masters are now our servants. I've lost my job as an actor here, and we who are human can afford to be humane, etc. etc. It goes on a bit, but it. Took this really cool, dark, edgy sort of speech, and cut the danglers off it for me. So I, I, I stop it. I press stop at the end of that. That first. Speech. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to bet everything
2: I own, everything I will own, and everything I have okay. owned on the fact that it was the studio that made that change. Because it's always the studio that waters it down. The director, the writer, got a vision to make it exciting and interesting. The studio comes in and goes, "Hmm, yeah, we're worried about the bottom line here. Like, what happens if word gets out this is a really dark movie? So we we need to like lighten it up a little bit. So we'll put in this like disclaimer at the end. Guarantee,
5: hundred percent. Yeah. Do you guys ever watch the TV show that was on Swamp Thing? I don't know if you ever saw it. It was it was good. It's a it's a Marvel comic or DC? Is it DC? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's DC or Marvel. Uh, DC, D- D- right? is it DC comic? Yeah, DC comic here, a superhero, and it was it was a popular uh, had a popular uh, popular first season and did really well. So they wanted to do season two, and the studio decided that they wanted to make it more of a CW type show, you know, mm-hmm. like a watered down Kitty type thing, like, you know, The Flash and Green Arrow and those shows, you know. And DC said, nope. Right. We, we like it the way it is. And so it just got cancelled.
4: Oh, jeez. Mm. Yeah. Now, I, I, I have a feeling that, Gav, well, do we, do we need to skip over, Gav, <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> um, I feel like Gav's going to have an answer to this already lined up and in the uh, in the chamber, but do we have a what? a favourite piece of headcanon from each of you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, you see, Dave, we don't need a head <laughs> for Star Wars because Ryan Johnson already perfected it with the excellent movie. Wait, the last for Jedi. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. Do we need Gal to run about the Last Jedi? Richard probably agree with him as well. That's the thing
5: about about the Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, I love Star Wars. The, the the original three are are awesome. Love them. I I grew up on them. Um, but the ones that JJ did, I, I don't care for at all. I agree. I don't care for. It. I mean, you had all this time to come up with a original story, and the best you could do was a third Death Star. I see that. Really, so, Rich,
1: now that that's exactly what I said last week. That's my exact problem with that trilogy. But Gav's problem falls squarely with The Last Jedi, because he... Well, go on, Gav, I'll let you explain it.
2: The other two are terrible. <laughs> they are bad. But Last Jedi is... <laughs> is satanic. In terms <laughs> of the Star Wars lore, because it just breaks the whole world. I mean, it's like... It's like the, don't get me started.
1: But it's all about anyone could have the Force. No, you know, get that. I don't want that. It's not Harry
2: Potter in space. That's what you're telling me here. Uh, and I want it. I want I want select people are Jedi. They can't float in space like Mary Poppins. Well I know but And you can't just do like some crazy man we, we went over this last week. I don't all of this. All <laughs> of the whole maneuver should not happen. The movie's junk. Like the movie's fine, but not as a Star Wars movie. Like you have to respect you know, if you're making a a superhero film, you're making a Batman film. You have to respect the law. You don't suddenly make it that that, that Bruce Wayne is a, a down and out, you know, beggar, and he, he he finds Batman suit. That's breaking the that's breaking the rules, and that's what Ryan Johnson did. So he's
5: gone. Yeah, it's, I, I agree. All three of them are horrible, in my opinion. <laughs> They're just bad, bad, and they just completely tried to destroy the Star Wars universe and. Yeah, I don't even pay attention to them, to be honest with you. I don't own them. I own all the other ones, but I don't own those. And
2: I want nothing to do with them. And that's the right answer. And that's the correct well,
1: opinion. So, I, the I, I love The Last Jedi, Dave. I think The Last Jedi is a great film. I think Ryan Johnson is <laughs> the best director ever to make a Star Wars film. i just poking the bear now, I don't know how to deal
2: with
5: this, man. Yeah, he's, you know, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that
2: is, you know, that is why Last Jedi is is corrupt,
1: and yet here you are. I, honestly, one of my favorite moments in Star Wars is that very like short scene where the kid like just it's just a little little thing where the kid just like reaches his arm out and the broom moves towards him. I love that. That's great. That's my, one of my favorite scenes ever. Such hope inspired in me in that moment. And then you know, Rise of Skywalker came after that, and JJ Abrams. Well, well, what about you, Mark? Have you have you got some
4: headcanon outside of the Star Wars? <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> I I've been thinking about it, and I don't really know if I've got anything like solid. There's one no. <laughs> right this. This is not an insight into my mind. This is something that I saw a little while ago, and it's it's sort of headcanon ish. But um, th- this is this is just a really stupid one. So um, mm-hmm. the Mario. Universe, particularly Mario, Peach, and Bowser. <laughs> oh, where are
1: we going with this?
3: Yeah, yeah. Where you think you're going with it? I'm probably going with it. I think oh. that wow, well, this this is what I read, and I, I I I all I can think about is this now is just that I think this is a right. polyamorous triad that these uh, that they are they are part of, and there's a bit of a kidnapping sort of uh, fetish going on there between the, between the three yeah, of them you're
2: accusing the Mario brothers of sleazy.
3: I, I don't accuse luigi of anything i think uh, i think mario, <laughs> mario i think mario's a little bit of a cuck and yeah <laughs> that, that, that's, that, I, I, saw, I literally saw it just not too long ago and it, it's it's just like oh my god yeah actually because bowser's <laughs> not always a bad guy there are sometimes say again sorry?
2: What's she called princess mushroom <laughs>
3: Uh, Princess Peach.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Princess Peach.
2: Yeah, surely everyone so Princess
1: it. Peach. Well, uh, I, uh, uh, well, uh, I'm a Daisy guy personally, really. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but no, no, I, I mean, about yeah, there's not not every game that Bowser is a is a bad guy. You know, it's mostly the sports games, yeah, where he's where he's not, where he's just involved. But there, there's a couple of games where he helps Mary out as well. Um, yeah, I, I think there's something there's something weird going on there, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's the that's the only kind of stupid bit of headcanon that I've got in my head.
1: <laughs> He's a bit misunderstood, it is all, Bowser.
3: Uh, yeah, a yeah. little bit, yeah, yeah. It all kind of, of people judging of, Bowser because of
4: the company uh, that he keeps
3: and
1: how
4: he looks. You know, fic, which ones? Which one am I thinking of? Mm. A
3: bit fanficky, yeah. I'm not recently,
4: yeah, yeah, Bowser. Have you been
1: browsing the Bowser fanfics, dear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. It
2: sounds
1: right, some of, like some kind of corner. I've got no like, <laughs> <corner>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't Google Bowser again, and yeah, it does, Dave. Come <laughs> <Sub laughs> on, the right line. Bowser
2: is not to be trusted.
3: <laughs> but I, I will not. I will not uh, slurry the good name of Luigi. He is. He is a saint and does not need to be involved in all this. Uh.
2: That Mario film in the nineties is one of part of the uh whole nine eleven conspiracy world, right? That they pred- <laughs> <What> <laughs> They mean? predicted the uh, the downing of the Twin Towers in that
3: movie. Oh, I thought you just what meant it really? was so bad <laughs> that it led to the events.
2: No, uh Yeah, if you look, there's there's uh, an image of the Twin Towers mm-hmm. smoking and it looks eerily similar to no, Didn't
3: Simpsons predict all that as well? Though? I mean, Simpsons predicted.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're part of it. Yeah, yeah. Just been, there's been. Don't worry, I, I've got a oh, we photos album full of <laughs> things. That are, which is relevant. <laughs> Mario's one of the. <laughs> yeah. I'll share it later It's it, it's fascinating. It, it, everything down to the tarot card of the tower. Right, it's like there's lots of things that are predicted. There. So it's like uh, that's why. Who is it? There's a famous composer, um, is it Schoenberg, a famous German composer that got into massive trouble and was basically cancelled. One of the first people to be cancelled because on day two after the attacks, he said it was one of the greatest pieces of performance art in history. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and the guy's a genius, like a literal music genius. Like, a, Yeah, he's incredible. You just think, wow, maybe he's... <laughs> I don't know, he's smoking some of that, that Graham Hancock stuff. And, um, <laughs> got to a point where maybe you, you just don't say those thoughts out loud, but mm. if you entertain it for an idea, it's interesting.
3: Oh, it was Stockhausen. Oh, that makes so much Stockhausen. sense. Stockhausen. Yeah, yeah. Stockhausen, oh, that makes so much sense. What a weird, weird man, Karl-Hein Stockhausen very was. very weird man. Yeah. yeah.
2: I've seen a couple of his gigs, man. They're, oh. Uh, have you you, you want to see – basically – three orchestras playing different songs at different speeds Mm. and the moment where they unite to be the same speed was amazing but the rest of it sounds like trash but what do you do with that i don't know
3: (laughs) yeah no that whole yeah era of era of composers is is quite bizarre but stockhausen was definitely uh i didn't realize you'd said that about But
2: that it, yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise oh, me in the slightest. Been. Thanks, thanks for fact checking that. Yeah, um, is, has there been an, any, any other composers since him that have? Sorry, we're getting deep musical. Here. <laughs> ha, 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 him and Boulez are are the the most modern, cutting edge composers. Would you, wouldn't you say? Or is there is there someone else that we? should Well, be I mean,
3: y- yeah, you look at John Cage um obviously it's great, yeah he's around that sort of same era like,
2: and that be an art form then i guess that's pretty crazy
3: yeah although he has some beautiful pieces as well but um yeah i mean but
2: then but, but beauty is not what we're talking about here right because the no. whole point was music had, had reached its zenith of of beauty and was now looking for something else to do
3: exactly yeah and uh yeah no there, there, there's there's nobody really modern i think once you get into the 60s 70s that's sort of where it i mean people like steve reichers and uh john adams Mm -hmm. are still doing things but yeah um yeah i've I've realized we're going very music nerdy (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: are they are they the the last composers to actually deal with non-electronic music that have actually pushed the boundary with with they've pushed the boundary of music and not done something with electronics although they have both toyed they've all toyed with electronics
3: yeah i would argue in, theory,
2: uh, in terms of score writing. i
3: would even argue johnny greenwood's doing that sort of stuff with some of the scores that he's doing like he yeah I don't know him. um he's I don't know radiohead him. guitarist who also did, oh right okay. he did the score for there will be blood um oh, did he right, yeah. do phantom thread as well sorry si?
2: I'm not
0: seeing that. One. I don't know.
3: I th- I think that was Johnny Greenwood as well. He tends to do Was that Paul Paul uh Paul Thomas Anderson? Is that it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he t- he tends to do a couple of those uh film scores. So um yeah, I mean, yeah, the stuff that he does like, orchestrally is is absolutely mad and kind of yeah, He's, he's heavily inspired by that era like Christoph Penderecki stuff who did, yeah. a lot of his stuff's in the Ooh. Shining. Yeah.
1: Interesting. He did he, he's done some good films, man. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin uh, Licorice Pizza, one of my favorites. Talk about that. Oh yeah, he's Anderson, um, yeah. yeah. he does do it. Yeah, he does, does all Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we've, we've,
2: this is the first time we've ever delved into like the beard stroking uh-huh. classical music section of the podcast, but yeah, somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be explored. Yeah, kind of people that like. Absolute psychos go to the Royal Festival Hall to watch music, which is completely
3: unlistenable. I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, that's that's my uh, yeah that's my wheelhouse. It's fun. <laughs> I
1: have fun. Yeah. Sp- speaking of this, this might interest you actually. Next next Sunday is it? Next Sunday? Next Saturday? Me and Chloe are off to watch Hans Zimmer. Nice that'll in uh, in Manchester. That, that'll be good. Yeah, that will be good. I, be good. I did I did express to Chloe that I didn't really understand like what he did. And I mean, I understand what he does, but I mean, as in, like, on a live stage, I'm like, what, what is the act?
2: He's conducting.
1: Well, I guess, but, like, apparently, like, there's a whole thing to it. I don't know. I guess I'll find out when I go. Yeah, I mean, Tan Zimmer
2: is the master of uh, hair, neck sure. of your neck, right? That's, yeah. that's what
0: he does. Uh, I'm just looking forward will, to the,
2: the Inception nice. soundtrack. Yeah, that would be an emotional, emotional
1: experience. That'd be good. I just expressed to Chloe that maybe my ADHD has gotten to the point where I'm not going to be able to like not look at my phone while people aren't saying words. No, we'll come see. on man, you bet.
2: <laughs> pop some uh like smoke something or pop some something before you go and you like fantastic time. The conductor uh, man, you know what a conductor does? He keeps everything I, know, I know,
1: I know. I am not I'm not saying I know somebody does. I'm just saying like because like the, the OG DJ, right? It's
2: like Bringing, bringing you louder and you quieter and you to the front, and you to the back. But,
1: but supposedly there's like a whole act around it as well. Like there's, bring, there's like screens and there's like shows circle. going
4: on. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I you know. was bought tickets uh, for my birthday a few number of years ago now by my wife um, to go and see the Planet of the Apes um, uh, on, on screen, but with a, an orchestra playing um, and with Jerry Goldsmith. The the um, Are they classed as conductors Ooh. he he wrote the he wrote the soundtrack i'm i'm not a composer yeah and he, he was there well, doing, doing all it. his stick waving daily um with with yeah. the with the orchestra and it was really cool it was a really cool experience so it's um <laughs> it's definitely something to do you know if if you enjoy a movie to to see it with the soundtrack being played I... Mm.
3: I... I did that with "There Will Be Blood." I was lucky enough to be uh, given tickets for my birthday to see uh, "There Will Be Blood" with the um, London Contemporary Orchestra with Johnny Greenwood as well. Absolutely unbelievable experience that was. Superb.
2: Wow. I actually think the best film composer is. Are we? Go- are we going long? Do we need to stop? I actually think <laughs> the best film composer is Bernard Herman. Very I don't good. You know who that is? Yeah, you know who he is, Mark.
3: Yeah, I, I know. I think I know the name, and I know. And he I, did a lot of
2: Hitchcock stuff. Yeah, he, he spanned the era from Hitchcock up to uh, Scorsese, so he worked with both those guys. And you you'll know his scores like Psycho. Think about how yeah, much the, that's the
3: where I yeah, Psycho was the one because there's very yeah. little music in that, but actually the music that there is in there is is iconic. So
2: I mean, he literally created the sound of a stabbing. Right? Yeah, birds. Mean, so, <laughs> um, like, yeah, birds. Taxi Driver. I talked about last week when we're talking about movies that's got to be one of the best movie scores ever like it's just so atmospheric Um, yeah yeah man I mean all all those early Hitchcocks, Bernard Herrmann is integral and and like when you talk about Hitchcock you should talk about Bernard Herrmann because he's 50-50 as as talented I think
1: Hmm. you guys should talk to Chloe she loves all this stuff She's obsessed with composers.
2: <laughs> we probably lost like seventy five percent of our audience.
1: Ah, most definitely. We always do by this point, aren't we? <laughs> right? Okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, follow the show at UK Steelers Follow me at Cyro at this for Gab at GM Up. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart. Follow uh, Mark at Mesh NFL, and follow Rich on Instagram at stun Underscore Batman. Is that still right, Rich? Not changed it? Nope, that's it. Good man. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week, and we'll carry on this exercise. We'll do all the uh, the NFC. Find out where the Steelers rank in the NFL.
2: And um, little shout out: we're going to be launching the History Corner
5: podcast.
2: What do you call it? Channel, stream, yeah, red yeah. Because uh, I think you got you got another one in the pipe, Rich. It's, it's, yeah, it's,
5: I'm, I'm I'm working on one.
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna read. We're going to relaunch all the history corners as a actual uh, audio. Uh, a separate feed,
1: separate podcast that, feed, that we can yeah.
2: enjoy those and promote yeah. those to people outside of our own listener base because it's good work. What, what Rich does there is is awesome, and um, you know, especially for new fans that want to learn a bit more. Uh, so much there, uh, you know, you really feel like you know the history of the franchise. So, um, yeah, more of that to come and the, yeah look out for that. We'll mm. share it.
5: Thank you,
1: awesome. Yeah, we'll shout that at the start of the next show as well. What's nice. up, and uh, yeah, cool. We'll see you next week. See you later. See ya.
5: Go Steelers.